podcast. This is Let's Talk with Brody. And I thought New Year, new podcast. What a better way to start 2021. With We're doing sports this time. So we're going to be talking sports. I think it's the perfect start to both mainly football and baseball. A lot going on this offseason. So we got a special guest on the show today. My good friend, Jesse. Jesse is probably my only friend. Who I say no, knows more sports than me. So there's a lot going on, so I can't wait. Let's get started. All right, Jesse, you on? You hear me? Yeah, good. There What's we up? go. Oh, right. okay. Did, oh, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, okay. come on, Jesse. I know we're talking football today, and I know you're ready to go. You're excited for the Super Bowl draft offseason, everything going. So, it'll be yeah, a crazy one, my guy. I know. I was talking to some people, and I know I think this is probably one of the craziest NFL offseasons we've had as long as I can remember. There's so much going on, you know, with trades, a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. I think this is the first season where I could name probably eight to 12 teams that need a quarterback, which is nuts. So it's going to be. Yeah, either way. And then, like, also it depends where one person goes. That's where it's going to, like, trigger a lot, I feel. Because if one team goes this way, then, like, shit, we need to go get somebody real quick. And then it's just going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, if Jimmy has to be moved because if the 49ers get Matthew Stafford, then maybe Jimmy has to go to, like, the uh, there's talks about Jimmy going to the back to Chicago or New England. So then what do you do with Trubisky? Do you move Trubisky? Yeah, Nick Foles, because you know he's still on there for like two years, I believe. And I've also so, heard stuff about possibly Stafford going to Chicago would be a good fit. And what are they going to do with Foles and Trubisky if he goes to Chicago? So, and also guys like Deshaun Watson, we know how good he is. Whatever team he goes to, let's say he goes to a team that's not doing too great right now, let's say um, like New England, Denver, or the Jets, and be like, oh, okay, Deshaun's there. Okay, well, some players might be more attracted to head over there. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be kind of a domino effect where these guys end up going. So we'll talk quarterbacks in a bit, but for now, I'm going to talk about this offseason. There was seven NFL new coaching hires, new head coaching openings that just took place. And yesterday was the last signing for the Houston Texans. They were the last team to sign their head coach. And I want to talk about let's rank these seven coaching hires from best to worst. And I'm going to start. Let's start backwards. So we're going to start with number seven and work our way up to number one. And. I guess I'll start with my number seven. You go through your number seven. We'll work our way up from there. So I'm going to start number seven. For those of you that don't know, it was both the the Jets, Falcons, Chargers, Jaguars, Lions, Eagles, and Texans all hired head coaches. And I'm going to start number seven, probably the worst head coaching hire. I mean, I don't know another way to put it, but I'm going to go with the Texans, David Coley. I just know from what I've seen, the Texans organization is a mess. No one wanted to go there. Um, they were kind of the last, I think they were the last to hire somebody just because no one wanted to go there. And also that organization is just a dumpster fire. They don't know what they're doing. Um, the roster's a mess. Obviously Deshaun's going to be leaving. He wants to get out of there. JJ Watt's going to be gone. They got almost no weapons on that team now. So I don't, I don't blame coaches or potential candidates for not wanting to go there. So they hired David Culley, who was, was he a coordinator or assistant for the um, Ravens? Uh, I think he was a coordinator for the, I think, offensively for, yeah. for the Ravens. I know he's but, yeah, you're of- right. Bill O'Brien, dude, he, he screwed that place up. 
He was like, you going to fire me? Okay. And just like, just left that thing. Yeah. You're going to fire me? It's coming down with me. So, yeah, honestly, uh, Bill O'Brien, not a terrible coach like X's and O's guys. I know he just got hired by Nick Saban to be Alabama's new offensive coordinator. So, obviously, Alabama's not going to hire a shitty coach or an X's and O's guy or coordinator. But I think he's a decent coordinator. Just horrible head coach and manager, and also they gave him too much powers, head coach and GM, and I think that's what really ruined it. Exactly. He was trying to be a Bill Belichick, and I mean, even I mean, you can tell, dude, he traded Deshaun, uh, no, not Deshaun, uh, DeAndre Hopkins away. That was, like, the dumbest move ever Yeah, he, to the Arizona Cardinals. This dude is arguably one of the best wide receivers in football, and he got, what, a running back in the third-round pick? Like, this dude is – Second-round pick. Yeah. Could have easily got him, like, two or three. Yeah, Deshaun is arguably – I think he still is one of the top ten receivers in football, and he was their DeAndre. best player on Houston next to Deshaun, and he just traded him away. That was kind of shocked everybody. So I think I think it starts with the front office in Houston. I think they screwed up giving him too much power and kind of let him run with the whole team. They gave him, obviously, head coach, coordinator, and GM. And I think that just the power went to his head, and he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, some guys are great. Even Belichick, fantastic coach, probably one of the greatest – head coaches of all time, but not a great GM or drafter. I'm going to say his drafts haven't been that great the last decade. I mean, obviously he's made it to how many Super Bowls in the last decade, but that's, you know, that's wait, 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 wait. You say, did you just say Bill Belichick is not a good GM? Yeah. I don't think Belichick is that great of a GM. Honestly. I mean, he's a fantastic coach, but he's not a horrible GM, but he's not as good a GM as he is a coach. Cause I think when you look at his past drafts, he hasn't really drafted many weapons. The only big weapon he's drafted in the last decade is Gronk, and he's not even there anymore. Uh, oh my God, Brett. I don't, I don't agree with you on. He's not a good GM. I mean, look at the teams he's built off like people's scraps. Out of the p- players people didn't want, I all mean, right, he, he shops me, all those groceries. Let, let me. He gets all the groceries. I'm not saying he's a horrible GM. I just said as far as a drafter doing the no, NFL you said, draft. You, you said GM in the beginning true. and well, drafted. Okay, yeah, well, drafting, <laughs> I can give you. He can't re- offensively. Big part of the GM is to be well. a good draftee. So I think he's done phenomenal signing these undrafted free agents or late in rounds, guys like Julian Edelman and some of these no-name guys. But as far as top rounds, like top three or five rounds in the draft, he's done subpar, I think. I mean, I can I can see that. I feel like he's going to like. I think now he's gonna. I don't know. Maybe because he had Brady, he was thinking like, I don't have to get the best guys, but like now I gotta like actually focus. Yeah, because I mean, with Brady, like, you can stick him in almost anywhere. He's showing it right now in Tampa, and he can work with all these receivers. Not even that star guys. I mean, yeah, he has Mike Evans, but look at against um, Green Bay, he didn't even have Antonio Brown. Gronk was kind of a non-factor. He's doing to guys like. Um, Cameron Braid and Scotty Miller and these guys like who like you've never Mike heard of Evan, he, he had Mike Evan, Chris Godwin, uh, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Scotty yep. Miller. I mean, I don't. He has star power. That's why he went there. It's not like yeah. he went to a team that didn't have anybody. He had there are two Pro Bowl wide receivers. Yeah. Before he got there. Well, now compared to then New England, get, I think now he New went England. there and then. But guess what? They were Pro Bowl wide receivers. Well, before he got there, he gets there. They're now Pro Bowl wide receivers. What happened there? Who changed? That's what I'm Brady. saying. Stick Brady in there, and he'll make these guys shine. He knows how to use them. And how what do you mean play. he didn't, though? 
What do you mean? They were Pro Bowl wide receivers before he got there. I'm talking he not even there. The They're not Pro Bowls not, anymore. Not even Mike Evans or Antonio Brown. I'm talking about these other guys. Like, no, Miller, I'm talking about Mike right? Evans and Chris Godwin. Oh, yeah. Well, Godwin and Evan, those guys are always going to be stars, no matter who's quarterback, I think. But anyway, I digress. Let's go back to the Texans head coach hire, David Culley. Honestly, I didn't – I was kind of surprised at this one. I thought – I mean – Houston was kind of a wild card because I know no one really wanted to go in there. And I honestly thought they were going to hire Eric Bieniemy because I think he was the last really good head coaching candidate that was out there. And I think he fit that offense with or without Deshaun. He was a good offensive mind. And they really need to fix their offense without Deshaun, who's most likely leaving. So I kind of surprised me here not hiring Bieniemy, And they go with David Culley, who honestly does not have that much experience. But we'll see. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if Eric Bieniemy was like. Maybe he refused the job because he was like, "Dude, you're only gonna you're calling me now just because Deshaun wants me there, or like Deshaun asked for me." But like, people has been saying that like Deshaun requested a trade like weeks ago. So I yep. mean, there's probably coach candidates that knew that was gonna happen. So they were like, eh, "I don't want to like deal with this," like you were saying. But yeah, David Culley, I don't think was like their first option. Yeah, I don't think. I think they're looking. Option. They're looking into like the Robert Salas and like the Urban Myers, but like and they they interviewed. I know for a fact they interviewed Brandon Staley, who we know ended up going to the Chargers. But I think, obviously, Chargers snatched him up, and honestly, I think he got the better end of the deal because I don't think anyone wants to go to Houston right now. So yeah, yeah, I, I, like you said, it's not like yeah. I'm not saying David Coley is going to be like a tear. I don't know. Like I'm not saying he's not going to be head coach. It's just the situation he's in. It's just going to be extremely difficult. Yeah, to, like, I agree. See no matter results. who was put in there, whether it was Robert Seller, Urban Meyer, whoever, they were going to. It was an yeah. uphill battle. That had a lot to deal with. So, but we'll see. Honestly, wish him the best. I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, in that division and with that roster and with that ownership, but we'll see what happens. Who'd you have as the number seven? David Coley. David Coley. David Coley, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we we agreed on that one. Yeah, so let's go from Houston. I'll go with my number six, the second worst head coaching hire. I put Eagles with Nick Sirianni just because uh, Sirianni, yeah, he was in Indianapolis and he was, what, the the offensive coordinator, QB coach, but – I heard Frank Wright, the head coach, called 95% of offensive plays. So Sirianni just kind of like sat back and didn't really do too much, I think. And also, I mean, yeah, the Colts had one of the best lines in football. Fantastic running game. And Phillip Rivers, who had a love him or hate him, he had a pretty good season, led him to the, the divisional playoffs. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but this one kind of surprised me. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, even all the – analytics and everyone was pointing to Josh McDaniels going to the Eagles, which love him or hate him. I'm not a big McDaniels fan, but yeah, he has a good offensive mind. I thought he'd fit Philadelphia, but they kind of pulled a wild card in this one. This one kind of surprised me as well, going to Sirianni. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why, because, you know, he came from uh, Frank uh, Reich, but like, cause you know, they won the Super Bowl and Carson Wentz had his best year with Frank Wright. So you could say like, they were like, Oh, maybe he's from the same tree so he can help dial an offense for Carson Wentz but yeah just given the situation he's in now I feel like that's what you know what made him in like a bottom pick and also like I honestly I honestly believe he's gonna I think he's gonna help Wentz I think he's gonna be able to create an off an offense for Wentz but also Jalen Hurts there so you gotta wonder I was gonna ask are they gonna roll with since we're on the Eagles do you think next season um Eagles are gonna go with Wentz or Hurts I personally I have a gut feeling I think they're going to – okay, I'll put it this way. I think they will go with Wentz just because he's their guy 
and they drafted him. They owe him so much money. But I personally think right now Hurts is the better quarterback. I want to say he's the better quarterback. I would say I feel like they'll go with Wentz, but if they if they get somebody who offers like a trade for him, and he's like, eh, like might as well, let's do it, and like they'll take it. I feel like they'll yeah. take like the first first pick, like the a first round pick, and pay probably a player. Yeah, I would do the players. same. I was the Eagles too, but I just don't know if anyone wants to pick up Wentz who had a horrific season, and also they owe him so much money. So that's kind of a yeah mess. I mean, you should run. honestly his season also I feel like was a big part, like Dougie P's part. Like he was not, he was not coaching well. Yeah, I heard and I heard not just coaching wise and play calling, but also he wasn't relating well with his players. He kind of had trouble in the locker room and the whole thing with benching Jalen Hurts the last couple of weeks or last game was like kind of everyone's yeah. scratching their heads. Even the players, I heard the players were talking like, like, dude, what are you doing? So, and obviously, as we know, Eagles ended up firing Peterson. So I will agree with you on that. I mean, Hurts. Wentz did have a terrible season, but, I mean, Peterson did have a big part in that. Yeah, and, I mean, his team was demolished, too. I mean, he did, he did, he doesn't have – his receivers were out. His old line was completely decimated, so. Yeah, I think in the – we're going to talk about the draft later. I think in the draft, Eagles desperately need some offensive weapons, specifically some wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I mean, I'm giving him the benefit of that. I still think he's probably the best quarterback out of that draft. I think he's better than Goff and better than Prescott, but, like, I mean, you, I mean, Dak Prescott, we, we weren't able to see him this season, but, like, out of the two, what, what, what have I seen? Like, Wentz yeah. can – And Wentz it. had that really good first or second year, and then, unfortunately, he got yeah, hurt yeah. injury. So, he had MVP. a really good year. It's not like Wentz is bad. We've seen him do well before and lead a good team and be – I don't know what it, if it's mental or the coach, or but we'll see. It's going to be interesting how it plays out for Philadelphia. So, yeah, yeah. six, we both had Sirianni. Um, let's move on to number five. I'll go with my number five was actually the Lions head coach, Dan Campbell. Funny thing about Dan Campbell is personally, I love the guy. I think he's a great guy. I like his kind of hard ass mentality, his demeanor. I think he really needs to bring a culture change to Detroit. That team has been in the slums forever, as we all know. And that, that city and that team and that fan base just needs a boost and change of scenery. But the only major setback I have with Campbell is he doesn't have that much experience as a head coach or coordinator at all. And the one time where he did get some head coaching experience back in 2011, I believe with the dolphins, when he was interim head coach, he went five and 11. So that's what kind of worries me. I think he's a great guy. I like his attitude. I like his personality, but I don't know if passion and personality will transition to success. Cause as we know, it's not just about passion personality; it's about what you know and play calling. Like for instance, Bill Belichick, Honestly, I think that dude has zero passion or personality, but he's one of the greatest football minds we've ever seen, and we saw the success he's had in New England. So, Dan Campbell, I don't know. This one, again, surprised me as well. He kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, I knew of him, but I had no idea the Lions were even talking to him, or that they would even give him a head coaching job. I could see him maybe starting as a coordinator and then being promoted later on to a head coach, but they hired him as head coach. It gave him a six-year deal, which kind of worries me, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, I have Dan Campbell as my fifth as well. But I think the situation he's in, he's not in a we got to make the playoffs or, like, we need a win. He's in a rebuilding situation. Yeah, That's why I'm I think they gave him the six years because they can't, you know, it can't be two years. Like, oh, you didn't do anything. It's like, no, like, yeah. we got to, like, we got to establish the culture. We got to find the right guys that want to be here and want to play with us. And we got to find our QB because Matty Stafford, you know, he's out of there. They yeah. both parted, They both decided to part ways. And Lions, yeah, obviously, they have the seventh overall pick, so whoever they pick, they can do a lot with that pick. I mean, that's, yeah. 
top 10 pick, that could be huge. So, um, but yeah, like you said, I think the six-year deal is kind of, it might be smart on the line's end. It, I think it's a big risk reward. The risk, yeah, obviously, really, you hire yeah. the dude for six years and he's just, you know, a Bill O'Brien or a, a complete bust and you're stuck with them. You pay him all this money and salary. But I mean, the upside, think, the yeah, reward could be he pays off and maybe, I'll agree, maybe first couple of years he's not great because they're in rebuild and trying to establish culture, but maybe the third, fourth year, he really turns it around. So I'm hoping Detroit the best. I mean, I have nothing against the Lions. Can't really hate on the Lions. They've been bad for so long, and Stafford is a good quarterback. And still, they weren't able to put it together. I think two playoff appearances in the last 15 years. So, yeah, that's rough for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dan can't be out. You're right. I mean, it's just it's just one of those we have to see moment. But I feel like they do have potential because they do have a pretty good – I mean, they do have pretty good young talent you know, here and there, but, like, let's just see if he's able to put a winning, like, culture for them. Yeah. Or just one of those, like, play football, down to the wire kind of guy. And initially, I was thinking that Sala was going to go, Robert Sala was going to go to Detroit because I thought he was their guy. But, uh, obviously, the Jets hired Sala. But I was thinking maybe how set the lines are on Campbell, that he's been their guy, their number one guy all along, that they've had their eyes on him for a while, former Lions player. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I heard the the Sala interview didn't go as well as people would have thought. So I think that was also a, like a way for them to like, be like eh. I feel like they were, I feel like it was between him and Sala because I mean Robert Sala was like one of the top guys to go for. Yeah, I think maybe they wanted Sala, but maybe Sala wasn't completely convinced to go he, to. He didn't fit their vision. Yeah, he didn't fit. Yeah, their, he didn't fit their. Uh, Some guys are great. They want to do. They just don't mm-hmm. fit. Every team has a different culture and vision and playbook. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting how it plays out. But, yeah, number five, uh, Dan Campbell, the Lions. Let's move on. My number four was Jaguars with Urban Meyer. And Dude, the only reason – Same. same yeah, the same list, my guy. So, we're on the same page. So, we'll see. Maybe. Let's see. Tough. Three. We'll see what I think we have the – I think our number one is going to be the same. But maybe two and three okay. is going to be different. Okay. okay. Urban Myers. All right. Let's go Urban Myers. So – Another guy I absolutely love. I'm an Ohio State fan. Uh, he's had so much success at Ohio State and in college. Urban Meyer's overall college record since he started back in 2001 is 187 wins and 32 losses. He has a phenomenal track record, especially in college. He is a brilliant offensive-minded coach. He has really turned teams around when he went to – back in 2002, 2003, he went to Utah and worked with Alex Smith and turned that program around. They made it to a couple bowl games after being a horrible college program. And then obviously he went to Florida and worked with Tim Tebow and he ended up, Tebow ended up winning the Heisman and they went to a couple bowl games. I think they might've went to a championship that year. And obviously after Florida, he went to Ohio state and obviously that program was good, but he completely brought it to the next level and Ohio state's still one of the best college football programs out there. And he worked with, um, I mean, Joe Burrow was a, a Buckeye, and then he went to Cardell and, and JT Barrett and Dwayne Haskins. And even though they d- didn't all pan out in the NFL, they had phenomenal careers at Ohio State. So I think Urban Meyer is one of the best-minded coaches offense uh, that we've seen. But the only kind of red flag for me is two things. Absolutely no NFL experience, which I think is important. He's had no coordinator, no assistant, no NFL experience whatsoever. I mean, back in the what early 2000s Saban Nick Saban went to the Dolphins for one year and he flopped so and then he went back to Alabama so I think it the college to pro you know 
mindset and the playbook and every speed of the game, I think it does matter. So that's why that's the only red flag for me for Urban Meyer. And also, as you know, the health issues, he's had to quit multiple programs and quit his career early at both Florida and Ohio state. Cause of he's had some personal health issues, um, you know, prone to migraines, he's got heart issues and I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's what kind of worries me. I don't want urban to go a year or two into this and then be like, yeah, I can't do this by and just dip. So that's the only concerns that for me is the lack of NFL experience and the health issues. But besides that, it's interesting what he'll do in Jacksonville. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause I mean, college players and football players are two different people to coach. So his like, I'm the boss kind of mentality. I feel like is not the way the NFL is going to anymore. I feel like a lot of players go for the, you know, you and me type of like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the like young a, guys. Like, 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 for instance, like Andy yeah. Reid, phenomenal coach, love him. And I think Everybody he's not, he's him, not yeah. really, you know, I'm the boss, hard ass, it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. I just think he's good relating to players and he gets along with the exactly. chemistry. Yeah. He knows how to talk to them. And that's why they're, one reason why I think they're so successful. And they got that dude. Yeah. You know, they got that dude. Yeah. Yeah. They got but, that dude. But anyway, but I know what you mean. Like, I think that's another reason why a lot of these teams are hiring these young coaches because they can relate to players better. Mm-hmm. But also, I wouldn't really put them forward. Well, the reason why I'm so, like, not above the other three is because what you said, the college to pro, is that's a huge, like, oh, is like a huge difference. But also, he's probably in, like, the best situation out of every single one there. You think so? He's, yeah, I mean, he has the first pick, so he has his quarterback. Let's say Trevor Lawrence is the guy. And, I mean, he has, like, 70 million cap space. You can get a lot of players. Yep, I heard they have the, what, number and one, they have young number talent two there. cap space. So, yeah. they and have, they a, lot have of, yeah. a lot of money and to they, buy for some free agents because they do need a lot of weapons big time. I think they need a yeah. full revamp. And they can get them. They can, I mean, they can get Juju Smith-Schuster, who I don't think he's the number one, but they could get him. Um, who else is available? I'm not too sure. I got to look into it, but like, I know, like, I just know Juju is because, like, every Pittsburgh guy is like, get him out of here. We don't need him yeah. here. So, yeah, I think I agree. Jacksonville definitely does. I think a lot of things that attracted Meyer to the job, also personal tires. Meyer coached at Florida, and apparently, Urban Meyer has a house in Jacksonville. So, I think it was kind of the perfect fit. I saw this one coming for a while because I know. Chargers did have some interest in Meyer, but personally, I was like, I had a hunch. I was like, no, nah, he's going to go to the Jaguars. I mean, they have cap space, first-round pick. He's going to work with Trevor Lawrence, which is going to be interesting or exciting. And he's got the Florida ties. So I think it's a good fit. I'm happy for him. I love it, Urban, yeah. Urban Meyer. I wish him the best, but it's going to be interesting how it plays out because who knows if, how Trevor Lawrence is going to pan out. We're assuming that they're going to pick Trevor Lawrence. And then also how he does with free agency in the draft because Urban Meyer, I think, uh, I don't know if you heard, but I think he currently is going to be the one in the ahead of the draft. So, yeah. Also, like I think he knows how to build a coaching staff as well. Like he knows who to look for to be his defensive guys and all that stuff too, because he had to do all that in college. So yeah, you know we're gonna see. Urban's phenomenal, both create drafting, recruiting players, and also getting an amazing coaching staff around him. So, I think he'll do well. It's literally gonna be see how he does in the NFL compared to college and also if the health is a concern at all. So that's why he was my number four. Wasn't in my top three, but all right. Now I'm interested to see if we had the same top three, but regardless, here we go. So my number three, I'm with Chargers Brandon Staley. I mean. Okay, no. Okay, yeah, we okay. I switched. Okay, we changed. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that was the first one that we didn't have correct, but 
Um, I just, I'll, I'll state my, I guess, con slight concerns first, and then we'll go into the positive. So Brandon Staley, um, hired by the Chargers, kind of surprised to me because everyone, I know you were hearing this and all the NFL experts and everyone was saying, oh, Chargers going to get Brian Dable, Bill's offensive coordinator, like Dable, Dable, he's going to work with Herbert. Um, is kind of a, it was almost a set in stone yeah. thing. I was assuming that would have been a Dable. great fit too. And then out of nowhere, we hired Brandon Staley. And I was like, wait, what? I wasn't disappointed. I was just shocked at first. But I will be honest with you, the more and more I've been looking into this, the more I'm sold on Brandon Staley. The only – I'll start with the negatives first. The only negatives I see why Staley is not my number one. I know he did phenomenal things last year in um, L.A. for the Rams. He turned that defense around, number one defense. And also he was a linebackers coach in Chicago and Denver, worked under – Yeah. Rio, and then worked with Khalil Mack, Von Miller, those guys. The only thing is he's young, which isn't a bad thing, but he's had only one year being a coordinator and no head coach experience, which just kind of kind of makes me a little nervous, not too much. I know Staley's a smart guy, and he'll hire smart people around him, as he already has been doing, but that's the only setback to me is he's young, doesn't have a lot of experience, but that's okay. So Staley stood out to me. Like I said, I was kind of set on Dable. The more I look into it, I was like, this is a good point. I think offenses that are already really good, I think our offense is. You know, Justin Herbert's phenomenal. We just need to fix our offensive line. We have a lot of weapons at running back, wide receiver, and tight end. We have the players. I think out of all these head coaching openings, we have the best roster, personally. Honestly, I, 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 I agree with you on that. The reason why yeah. I have – well, I don't – well, I, I can see why. Well, I mean, I have Arthur Smith for the Falcons. As, as my third pick. Yeah, because I feel like – the Falcons are like in a position where they can like we can win now. Well, not win now. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they can make you know playoff runs or give yeah, teams hard I times. Agree. I feel like because like the offense he's going to put is the wide zone, uh, like a wide zone offense. And I mean he has Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley. I believe they resign him because I mean he was showing flashes a little bit. And Matt Ryan, I believe Matt Ryan is not. He's not going to be. He's still a top ten, probably bottom ten, but he's still. I mean. The dude can throw it. The dude knows how to play quarterback. Yeah, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Obviously, he led the Falcons to a Super Bowl, so he we know he can do it. And also, yeah, so that's really why. And I feel like it's also going to bring him, like, a new energy to it because I feel like after that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, it was just – I feel like they need a new spark, and I feel like that's what he's going to bring to them, a new spark of, like, hey, let's just go – we probably can't defend, but let's just go drop 50. Yeah, I know and we're on – That's probably what they're going to do. We're on Brandon Staley right now, but now that we're on the topic of Arthur Smith, because Arthur Smith was my number two, my next up. I guess we'll mm -hmm. talk about Arthur Smith real quick and go back to Staley. But Arthur Smith, I put as my number two just because I think he is a super brilliant offensive-minded coach. He has a little more experience than Staley, and uh, I feel like he has a lot to work with. And um, Atlanta, I mean, so does Staley in San Diego, but I just think um, – I don't know about Arthur Smith. I really like his offensive mind and his playbook. Obviously, mm -hmm. yeah, he had Derrick Henry, but look at what he did with Tannehill. I mean, I think people – Yeah, he made him come out That's Mike Vrabel, but I think a big a big part of that was Arthur Smith working with Ryan Tannehill and kind of turning his career around. So, yeah. I really liked what and he I mean, did. He also, had, he also had A.G. Brown, and I feel like now that he has, like, two number one guys, I believe, he can probably, like, open up the passing game more. Because the Titans really was a run team. Yeah, that's when it's available. That's why and like I'm now I feel like he probably is going to go to like. Obviously, Matt Ryan's a much better quarterback than Tannehill, and look what he was able to do with Tannehill. So it kind of yeah. makes you wonder what can he do with Matt Ryan, which is really interesting. And yeah. so Arthur Smith was my number two. Uh, 
I think he'll do well, even though he's, I didn't know, I didn't know if you knew this. He's only 38, even though I thought he was like 58. Um, he looks old, but he's a young dude, apparently. I think he'll do well in Atlanta. But yeah, let's quickly, he, Arthur Smith was my number two, Staley number three. Let's go back to Brandon Staley real quick. So as you know, Staley kind of has a, if you look back, he has a, even though he's so young and not too much NFL experience, he has a lot of coaching experience. So I'm looking at Staley's stats and his history right now. Let's go. Technically, Staley started back in 2006 as a graduate assistant at Northern Illinois, but he got his first kind of coaching experience at the defensive coordinator at John Carroll University in 2013. Then he was the defensive coordinator at James Madison 2014. Then he was back at D coordinator at John Carroll for 2015-2016. And then 2017 was when he went to the NFL. He was the linebackers coach for the Chicago Bears. And I will note that was the year the Bears brought in Khalil Mack. And they really changed that defense around. I think that was the first year the Bears made the playoffs in a while. And I heard, I also heard this, that um, Staley was instrumental in that Khalil Mack trade. He wanted to get Khalil Mack. He worked with the GM to get him over there. So I heard he was instrumental in that. Worked with the Bears from 2017, 2018, which were the years Bears really turned their defense and team around. Then yeah, they had a scary-ass defense. They were scary. And I think they still are. And I think a lot of credit oh, yeah, definitely. to Staley. And I think um, – 2019 was when he went to the Denver Broncos, the uh, linebackers coach as well. And he's got guy, guys like Von Miller and Chubb. And um, he did a phenomenal job there. They had a great defense in 2019. And then in 2020, as you all know, this past season, he was the D coordinator for the Rams. First year as defensive coordinator. And the Rams went from 22nd ranked defense to number one. And, yeah, people argue the argument is, yeah, but that Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, true, which those guys are phenomenal. Well, I mean, yeah, the Chargers have Melvin Gordon, Darwin James, and Joey Bosa. So, I mean, he yeah. has the players. So, if you have yeah, the players, yeah. you can make the team. We have the players here. Can... And also, if you look at the stats, Donald Ramsey are great, but when you look at the defensive stats for the Rams, Ramsey didn't even lead the team in picks or pass deflections, and Aaron Donald um, didn't even lead the team in sacks. He was a number three, I believe. and. So it just shows that Staley, not just having star players, which he doesn't sit with the Chargers now, but also he can work with guys that maybe aren't as well-known or need to develop and create a phenomenal defense. I mean, yeah, they had Ramsey and Aaron Donald, but to be the number one ranked yeah. defense, you can't just well, I feel like players. I feel like that's also because more offense focused on not, you know, throwing the ball to Jalen Ramsey and double-teaming Aaron Donald. So he was able to, like, work around that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree 100% because, you know, they're probably going to put their best guy wide receiver on Ramsey and they're going to double team Aaron Donald. But if you double team Donald, that just frees up space for the other linebackers and D linemen to get in there and get to the quarterback. Yeah. So Staley, but I feel like, I feel like since he has like Darwin James monitoring that backfield. I feel like he's going to just, that's going to be such a huge impact. Yeah. Something that excites me about I mean, Staley is everyone was saying this and he said it himself in an interview. He said, I like putting players in the position where they're best at or where they're most needed. For instance, uh, like this past year, Chargers, Gus Bradley, he did not put their, his defensive players in their best position. We did zone majority of the season. We were the, one of the least blitzing teams in all of football. And for instance, our um, rookie linebacker, Kenneth Murray, who was a stud at Oklahoma, he led the team in tackles this year. But in college, he was a blitzing linebacker. He was like a yeah, and they put him in zone. I remember – and I'm we were watching a game. majority of the season. I was like, what are you doing? Blitz this dude. And they wouldn't blitz him. Yeah, I remember I was watching a game, and I, and I feel like that was – I think Tony Tony Homo said that. <laughs> he was talking about how about, like, how, like, oh, like, this guy, like, he needs to – he's playing him in zone. This is not his game. He needs to go after the quarterback. Exactly. Guys, like, 
I know we didn't have mm-hmm. Derwin James, but uh, like our other safeties and corners, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago in the playoffs when we played the Baltimore Ravens and we went to Baltimore and played Lamar Jackson, we blitzed heavily that game and it worked. We won the game. Yeah, I remember. We won it soundly, but the last couple of seasons, especially this past season, we played zone and it did not work and he kept sticking with it. And that's what drove me crazy. But I think Staley will turn that around and he'll put the players in the best position of what they're best at. James is kind of – Derwin James is going to be back. He's going to be all over the field. He can both blitz – and do phenomenal coverage. I think he's one of the best tacklers on the team. And obviously, Joey Bosa is one of the best edge rushers in football. So it's going to be exciting what Staley does with these players. Yeah, because also, like, his defense also focused on pressuring with four and then blitzing occasionally. I feel like since you have Melvin Gordon and Joey Bosa, like, you guys easily can do that. Yeah, so I think, yeah, Rams have Donald and Ramsey. But I think overall, we have – more defensive weapons, I think. It's going to be exciting to see what Staley does there. And I think Staley's already doing a good job of hiring people around him. I think it's good that he already hired a defensive coordinator, the defensive backs coach from the Broncos, which I think is good because even though Staley's a defensive coordinator, defensive-minded coach, it's good to work with other coaches and staff members and not just run the whole defense, run the whole team by yourself. I think kind of ego gets in the way and – you just need to surround yourself with great coaches like a Belichick. I mean, he's got a phenomenal staff for years around him. Yeah, and then they go try to do what he does, and he's like, damn, psych, bitch. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, exactly. Brandon State. Also, I mean, young quarterback, young coach, I feel like they can, like, learn together as they go on. Yep, and I think you – Because know, they can thing- also – like, he can learn, like, oh, like, Justin likes doing this before, like, another – like, you have an old – like, an older head coach, he probably goes, no, you got to do it this way. Yeah, work on it like this. He can probably be like, "Oh, like he can't do this very well." And Staley said in the introductory interview, he said, "I'm working on building a system that fits for Justin Herbert, not putting a system on Justin Herbert." If that makes sense, I feel like Mm -hmm. Anthony Lynn kind of had his own vision of how he wanted to run the offense. I mean, he was a run-heavy offense, and it didn't work. And he kept trying to, you know, run it, run it, run it, and just was not successful. And he kind of. To a lot of a lot of games, he took the ball out of Herbert's hands in the second half and fourth quarter, and that's what lost us a lot of games. I think Staley will utilize Herbert and Lombardi as coordinator. He was the QB coach for the Saints for years. I think I'm excited to see what he does with Herbert. Yeah, I mean Herbert. I mean, just the thought of her like him unleashing Herbert. Like if Herb, if that wasn't like Herbert's actual like potential. I mean, now you know what I mean. Like if he wasn't showing what he can really do, that's scary, dog. That's that's really scary, dog. And I think another um thing to think about with Staley is everyone was saying, oh, Herbert needs an offensive-minded coach to help him and improve him. But in another way, no, when you, when you think, think of it, I think defensive-minded coach might work better because yeah, especially your the division. offense is already good and you'll teach him to read defenses, which is what quarterbacks need to do. Yeah, especially when, I mean, your division, where you got to go up against that dude. Oh, yeah. Patrick. I mean, Pat. <laughs> I don't want to say his name. You know how, yeah, you know how I, I am when I say, say his but name. I mean, if we Chargers want to get to Super Bowl, which I think we can with Herbert in the next decade, we yeah. got to be Penn City. So yeah, but you're you're. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later with Maggie Stafford. But like, if he if they if the Broncos get Maggie Stafford at division, holy hell, I feel sorry for you guys. I mean, my division's tough, but like that would be a, be, that I would think be the AFC offensively. is the best division because of all the quarter young stud quarterbacks in AFC like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Holmes. So it's going to be interesting. So that's why I had Staley as number three. As we discussed, Arthur Smith was my number two, even though, honestly, it was kind of a coin toss between two and three, between Smith and Staley. 
But um, I'd go with I went through Staley just because it, he has both the offense and defense on his team, and I feel like he's going to be able to work well with that. And like Arthur Smith, I mean, the Falcons need defense, but I feel like he's going to just rejuvenate that offense. Yeah, and look at this team. play for years. I think the past two or three head coaches in Atlanta with Matt Ryan have been defensive-minded head coaches, and that hasn't been working too well. So I think it, it's good for Matt Ryan finally get an offensive-minded coach to work with him, so it'll be exciting. All right, so I know we've been on this topic for a while, but let's go to our number one. I think we both had the same number one. And honestly, initially, I didn't have him as my number one guy, but more I look into it, more I think about the situation, I had the Jets with Robert Sala. Yeah. Fuck. Jesse, do you want to talk about Sala? I know he's your guy in San Francisco. I don't want to leave, man. I was honestly hoping people would be like, eh. Let, 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 let's go with this guy instead. But, like, I mean, I, I'm happy he got the job. I know he should have gotten one last year. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When he was first at, like, when he was first in San Francisco as a defensive coordinator, they had, like, one of the worst defense. Like, on like it was really bad. They were, like, last in takeaways, last in points, like, and first, and, like, last in points allowed or something, or scoring, or scoring defense. And I was like, dude, who is this dude? But when the more I looked into it, I was like, oh, he was part of the, like, he was with Seattle and the Legion of Boom. And then he got Nick Bosa, like, he got players. Because that was one thing with San Francisco is, like, they didn't have anybody. And they I think some guys. But then Salah he got his players. A great defensive-minded coach, but I think he's – He schemes he, well. He's That's a great – he's good relationship with players, and he, he'll be a good culture change in New York for the Jets. Yeah, he's going to bring that. culture change after Adam Gase and all that. That circus yeah, going on. So I think he'll really change the culture for the better in New York. And I think and uh, also one thing he's bringing, he's bringing over Mike LeFleur, Matt LeFleur's little brother, our passing coordinator, who's going to help bring in that offense from Kyle Shanahan, another, you know, watered down version. But I mean, it's still going to be effective. Plus, I think people have to realize like players like want to play for this dude. He brings that saying, energy. He's a likable guy. Like Deshaun uh, wants to play for him. Yeah, like, Deshaun straight up said, I want to play with Salah, which says a lot about him. And I looked into Salah's resume. He looks – he's a pretty young dude. He's only 41, which is fairly young for yeah. a coach. But when you look at this dude's resume, the this dude's dude, coaching since 2002. Yeah. Michigan State, 2002-2003. Central Michigan, 2004. Georgia, 2005. The Texans, defensive intern, 2005. He was with the Texans all the way through 2010. And then, like you said, Seahawks, Legion of Boom, one of the best defenses we've ever seen, 2011 to 2013. And he was on the Jaguars linebackers coach with 2014-2016. And then, as we know, the 49ers from 2017 to 2020, and we saw what he did there. Even with – okay, I'll say this. Usually with a team, when they don't do well, I don't like to blame injuries. But this is the one exception where I kind of give San Francisco a free pass on this because they had yeah. a lot Stupid of training staff. Like, what, like 16 guys on IR this year? Bruh, we had, like, 70 million. Like, we were paying – our guys on, on IR was, like, getting paid, like, 70 million all to get together. It was insane. Yeah, like I mean, there's literally, there's a game. Osa was out for season. Sherman was hurt. Verrett was hurt. I mean, you guys had pretty much Dude, anyone you could – all the big players. We literally we – we played the Green Bay Packers without the start our starting quarterback, our top three uh, wide receivers – our top two tight ends, our top two running backs, our left tackle, our right guard, our center, our cornerback, D4, Nick Bosa, and our safety was all out. And they were all out. And they played the Green Bay Packers. They got beat. And they were like, oh, revenge game, revenge game. Like, it was no revenge game, dog. 
you understand. Like we weren't at, we weren't even at. We watched that game together, and I was like, dude, like, I mean, it's just, it's just like I hate, like you said, I hate to blame injuries, but like, like you, we, there, you literally lost a team. There was literally a team that like, of just practice squad I mean, members. Usually, I don't give excuses like, oh, if you're bad, you're bad. You can't really put excuses. But yeah, dude, he was but able to like. This is the one situation where he had to you know, work with what he had. And still, I think still with all the injuries you guys had, they still had one of the top – I think they had the 12th-ranked defense this year, which, I mean, speaks a lot about what Sala can do. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, we got all pro Fred. All pro Fred in there. But, like, we Morgan also have, like – we also have, like, a lot of underrated defensive players. Yep. Like, Jimmy Ward, I feel like it was a Pro Bowl snub. He shouldn't – he should have got picked over – um. who's this uh, – Seattle. Not, not Jamal – not – um. Jamal, Not Jamal Adams. No, no, no. The other one, Dixon. Dixon, whatever oh. his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, who, like, who is this dude? Like, Seattle had, like, the worst secondary for, like, the, like three quarters I, of the season, and they're both both their second – both their safeties were, like, in the Pro Bowl. I'm like, I no, that doesn't make sense. Jets, I mean, he's going to have, his, obviously, the second overall pick, and whether he keeps that or not with trade rumors going around, he could also get to Sean. And, you know, and also, I think they're in a – they're going to be in a – Pretty good division. I mean, they got um, – obviously, I think with the Patriots now, they're not top of the division anymore. Dolphins are going to be good. They have a good defense and good offense still, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what Sala does in New York, maybe a complete culture change, and yeah. I'm going to hire – I saw I saw one guy, he was saying he's like the next – he's like the Rex Ryan, but like the green tea version. <laughs> he's not like the – he's not going to be like the four loco one. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, dude, he he's hyped, dude. When you, I remember watching the games, especially last year when we were winning, you see him. He's like, Argh! like he'll shake his head and his like his all of his gears be off, and his dude's like red, and he's just like after like a goal line stop. I mean, yeah, so, he yeah, looks I mean, like the, um, he reminds me of the the guy from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, with the bald head on the oh, side. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I like good, Salah. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't know too much about him because I know I knew from him from you actually because you're a 49ers fan, and I kind of looked into him more and more. And the more I look into it, the more sold I am on him in New York. And I think I looked at a lot of articles and talk shows about the head coaching hires, and almost all of them I looked at had Salah either number one or close to number one on their list. So it shows. Yeah. Also, since he's coming from like I'm not like a good organization. I feel like the 49ers are now a good organization with John Lynch and Kyle, how they just completely change. And like Jed York is now kind of like, he's not as hands-on, but he's kind of like letting the people he hired run it. He's coming from like, you know what I mean? He's coming from like, you know, because some of these, he's coming from like a good, good, uh, okay. Yeah. Good coaching tree. He's coming, not just that. He's coming from like, you know, he was taught well how like a company sh- like how like a a football team should be run. You yeah, know what I mean? good organization from the top yeah. down. So, exactly. Yeah, because Jets need that. Jets are kind of a mess. I think they really screwed up with Adam Gase, and I think they need to turn it yeah, around. That's so. And I feel like I feel like he's gonna give Sam Darnold FT. I feel like they're gonna keep Sam Darnold, and I feel like he's gonna give him a chance because that's one thing I was like, dude, it's Adam Gates. Like Sam Darnold shouldn't be this yeah. bad. And I agree with you. We're going to talk about this in a little bit about what the Jets do at quarterback and where Deshaun goes and Matt Ryan. So we're going to take a quick break. And next up, we're going to talk about uh, where do you think Deshaun Watson will go and where do you think Matt Stafford will go? And we'll talk about that. And we'll be right back.
right, we are back. And like I said, before the break, we're going to talk about now, we were talking about, we segued from the NFL coaching hires and the Jets, and we're going to go from that onto where will Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford go? That's an interesting topic right now. A hot and topic I know, going on. What's up? A hot topic going on. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. Honestly, like, it's true. You don't oh, yeah. hear about guys in their prime like Deshaun Watson requesting a trade and going somewhere else literally in their prime of their career. It could be a big move yeah. where he goes. So it's going to be yeah, a big and I'm deal. Like, I'm like, good for him because there's a lot of people going, oh, you should stay and try to work it out. I was like, no, I feel like, you know, you don't have any obligation. You you ha- you signed your contract. You played out your contract. Well, I mean, he didn't do that. I mean, okay, yeah, he's forcing the way out. But, I mean, that place is like, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, usually, well, in the past, I've kind of been against players doing this and demanding a trade and wanting to go and kind of – I look at it a way as kind of like pouting or whatever. But with Deshaun's yeah. case, I kind of changed my mind on this one. I was like, okay, you know Deshaun's a good guy. He's not like an Antonio Brown or, you know, a head case. And he has so yeah, much talent. And not just his roster's bad. It would be different if he had a, a poor roster and he just needs, you know, more free agent signings or draft or new guys from the draft. But, I mean, that whole organization is a mess, and his head coach is going to be a mess. And I just heard it's not a place you want to be right now for Houston. A quarterback as good as him, he deserves better. Even as bad yeah. as the Texans' season was in 2020, he still put up nearly MVP stats. So it shows yeah, he just – yeah, it's just because they weren't winning that he wasn't getting the credit. But he had, like, almost, like, 5,000 yards. It was, like, 40, 40-something touchdowns, like, seven interceptions. Yeah, and with yeah, almost nobody – Yeah, he was Fuller, yeah, Hun, uh, like, I was Johnson, watching some of the games. And I was and his like, running like, game was, you know, depleted. Um, and with what little he had to work with, he did still phenomenally, and he barely had a head coach. So I think whoever gets him, it's going to be – it's going to change their franchise. So Exactly, yeah. It's going to put people to, like, play off, like, just births to, like, instant contenders. Yep. And so I'm going to go with – I told Jesse to, you know, make a list of the top six teams – and I want to find this, not where he would fit best or where, you know, you want him to go. Like, for instance, I think he would fit best in San Francisco. If he went to the 49ers, I think they're game over. easy backs in the playoffs, game over, Super Bowl. It's literally us and Chiefs. That's it. But I made this list on who I think from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing and what Deshaun thinks and what the uh, team's cap space is, where I think he – not where I want him to go, where he fits best, but where I think he will go, if that makes sense. So – yeah, I have, yeah, my list is like that, too. I feel like the people who are, like, in the position to offer more to get them. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like I said, the Niners, I think, is his best scenario, but I don't think that's the most likely. So Yeah, that's so, what everyone's saying right now is, like, by far the 49ers. Yeah. He can force his way in there, too. That's one thing that I, I was going to touch up on a little bit. But, like, he can literally, like, like if, like, Miami goes up or, like, not say Miami. There's another shitty organization right now. Say Detroit. Detroit, no, not Detroit. Yeah, maybe Detroit. Maybe. Or like the no, I'm trying to think. Like I, I mean there's not that many bad situations like the Texans. Yeah, Texans by far stand out as the worst situation right now out of any team. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe just the Giants. Let's start with our like like we did last time. Let's start with our number six and work our way up. So these are the top six places where I think Deshaun is likely to go. And I started with my number six, Denver Broncos. I think, obviously, Broncos need a QB. It's time to move on from Andrew Locke. He is not the answer. He had a horrendous – yeah, Drew Locke. He had a horrendous season last year in Denver. And uh, 
you know, Denver's not a horrible team. They have some weapons, and they, they obviously they got Jerry Judy and uh, Noah Fant, the tight end. Jerry Judy. And they got um, Jerry Judy. Philip Lindsay. And, oh, uh, dude, I love Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Yep. So they got a good yeah. running game, so good receivers, and they need a quarterback. So that's what kind of scares me as a Chargers fan. If they get a good quarterback or a guy like Deshaun, they could really be a contender. So I think the only reason I put them number six is I don't think the Broncos have enough – to offer for Deshaun to go there. And also I think they have such a high pick. They have what the, the ninth or sixth overall pick. They got the ninth overall pick. I think they're going to go the quarterback in the draft. That's why I don't think Deshaun's going to go there over some other teams I listed. But what do you think about Denver and Deshaun? And who do you have as your number six? Oh, my number six out of 49ers. I put the Niners because I feel like the Niners in a way don't want to offer too much to get them. Because I feel like they're 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 in the win now. They can have they have the players, and what they do is what what I like about the Niners is that they always build off like their draft picks as well. Like they they really like really use the first rounders because like we we've like hit on like almost every single pick for it that we had. Like Fred Warner, he's gonna be paid the big bucks. Um, Nick Bosa when he comes up is gonna get paid the big bucks. Did you um, did you have Denver on your list at all? I'm curious. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, what do you? What do you? You don't, you don't have to say what number you had Denver on, but um, wh- just what's your overall thoughts on the situation of Denver and possibly getting Deshaun? I feel I feel like they could. I feel like they can offer. I feel like for them it's going to be picks because I don't really know who can you offer off off the team mm-hmm. to get Deshaun. It's actually, on ESPN, we can might move El- Melvin Gordon because of the contract situation plus. Because you got to make the money work, too. Yeah, because a lot of their big players, I mean, it's good for them, but they're young guys, they're under contract. Like, they're not going to trade Judy or Fant or any of those guys. Exactly, or yeah. But I mean, um, you can't. I mean, there's no point into trading for Deshaun. Because that's one thing he said, too, is, like, I don't want to go to a place where you have to give up all your good players to get me. Like, I want to go to there to win. Yeah, because so, uh, it's true. You don't want to trade away all your good offensive weapons. Now he's there, and now yeah. he literally has no I remember the Niners, there was, like, there was, like, talks about, like, oh, trade Nick Bosa and, like, a first, and then get the shot. I'm like, hell no. No. Hell <laughs> no. No way. So, dude, I think – Dude, I, was, I watched a stat, and everyone was, like, we're talking about, like, oh, Chase Young, Chase Young, the best to come out. Dude, this dude had, like, 30-something pressures or probably 40. This rookie year, Nick Bosa had over 100, 107 pressures. I think, hands down, Bosa's one That's of the top defensive ends in football. I agree with you. Insane. So, like, he doubled this dude. This dude was supposed to, like, apparently came out as, like, a better prospect. So ESPN actually yesterday talked about – they did an article about the top possible landing spots for Deshaun, and they went through what each team would have to give up to get Deshaun. I'm pretty sure these this isn't the actual request that the teams have made in discussion. I think these are just likely scenarios or rumors, but they actually talked about Denver. That Denver is number four as a landing spot for Deshaun, and listen to this. So, obviously, the Texans would send over Deshaun, but in return, the Broncos would have to give Houston their ninth and 40th overall pick for this year's draft, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 second-round pick, wide receiver Tim Patrick and Drew Locke. That's a lot for one man. Yeah, but, uh, I feel like, I mean, is it worth Deshaun, it though? Would that be worth it? If you're the GM for Denver, would you do it? Honestly, if they're like here for the Sean, this pick, I probably would do it. Two first, two seconds, and then Drew Locke. I mean, I don't want him 
Because here's a good point. I mean, a lot of – I was talking to my dad about this, and he was like, no way. I wouldn't give up, you know, more than a first-round pick. And because my dad, he's a big football fan. He's big on, you know, the draft and picks and picks and picks. But if you look at it this way, Deshaun is ready to win now. There's no gambling. Yeah, like for exactly. Instance, Trevor, I'd rather have Deshaun right now than Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence, yeah, we all know what he did in college, but he hasn't played one down in the NFL. You don't yeah, know. He's established, yeah, Deshaun's an established dude. Plus, yeah, I mean, like if, you, instance, if you put Joe him in the Broncos, Joe Burrow you need a guy a to play but he got hurt, and obviously, would you rather have Joe Burrow or Deshaun right now? Obviously, Deshaun might be. Yeah, and I mean, in that division, he's gonna go head to head with, you know, that dude. I can can't you, almost say his name. Yeah, can you can you imagine if that'd uh, be insane? Deshaun in Denver, Herbert in the Chargers, and then Mahomes on the Chiefs, and even Derek Carr is not bad. So, every and let's say let's say Matty Stafford at the Raiders. Yep. Can you imagine? Ooh. So, yeah. So number six, I had Denver. Oh, I just God, think dude. I had it. Uh, Denver is number six just because they don't have too many offensive weapons. And I think they're going to honestly, with that high of a draft pick, they will draft a quarterback. So that's why I had them at six. And who'd you have at number six, Jesse? The Niners. Niners? I had the Niners because I feel like the Niners, in a way, I mean, why did I put the Niners? I feel like they can't offer as much as the other people, I'm saying. Or yeah, they don't, so. they don't oh, really yeah. want to. Because, I mean, they don't – I mean, I personally think, like, they don't need a quarterback. I think you can win with Jimmy. But Deshaun is a guy that I will take over Jimmy. I agree. I mean, Garoppolo's great, but, I mean, Deshaun's Deshaun. I think Deshaun's one of yeah, the top like the, five. Yeah, because, like, the, my other top – like, people above them are people that, like, need a quarterback. Like, we don't really need a quarterback. Also, so, we, yeah. I, know, I know we did six, but in my seventh, I had the Patriots. Just saying. I'm okay. probably, you probably have him in your top six, but like my seventh, I have the Patriots because that man Belichick, I think he's scheming up something. So let's you see. Know. I will talk about Patriots later. They are on my list on my top six. Okay. So let's move to number five. I had number five, the Indianapolis Colts. And the Colts, I mean, they have they have a roster to win now. You know, I think they have the most desirable rosters for Deshaun. They have a great offensive line, good weapons, uh, good coordinators. Um the only reason I put the Colts at five is we'll talk about this later. I think Colts, I think I see Stafford going to the Colts over Deshaun. That's why I had Colts. See, that's five. one thing too. Like, honestly, on my list for Deshaun, like my bottom is like my bottom, like the people on my bottom, like list, they can like get someone else for cheaper yeah. than the top guys. Like the top guys on my list, they can offer more. They can like, they could afford to be with Deshaun longer. Yep. So Colts, these Colts guys have can. a lot of cap yeah. space, and they have the roster ready to win now. That's why I think Deshaun would do really mm-hmm. well. I think, like I said, uh, like San Francisco and Indianapolis are some of the top two teams where I think that's the best scenario for Deshaun. But like I said earlier, most likely I put the Colts at five just because Colts aren't really known for making big moves and big trades. And also um, I think Stafford's going to go to Indianapolis. We'll discuss that later. So that's why I had Colts at number five. Who do you have at number five? Uh, the Panthers. Okay. Five. I have the Panthers because I feel, you know, they have they have a young they have a young coach. They had a pretty good offense for what they've had, especially with Teddy Bridgewater in the helms and without Christian McCaffrey. And also when when um when Teddy was out for like one game, their offense wasn't like it wasn't as good, but it was still putting up points. Yeah. And I feel I like mean, they also I mean they that's a perfect fit for them too because they can win now. You know. Yep, and also Panthers have a super high draft pick. They have literally mm-hmm. the um, – what is it? The eighth overall pick, which is pretty good for them. But 
Um, I didn't have the Panthers on my list only because I'll talk about this later. I think Panthers end up going to quarterback in the first round. So, um, but pay, I think you're right. Bridgewater for what he had to work with. I think um, obviously I blame the defense a lot for the, this past season, obviously injuries for Carolina. I think their offense was Bridgewater did well. retired. Yep. Keekley was gone. Then yeah, a lot of after the year. So I think um, they have some work to do. I think next year might be, might be a rebuild, especially if they draft a quarterback. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I could see your point of him going to Carolina. Yeah. It's, it's like a team where they can win and they can build more pieces around them to like be in, in contender. But like next guys I have up can be instant contenders. Yeah. That's why so I don't have them that high. Five ad Colts. And I'll move my number four. I know we kind of already discussed this. Number four, I had the 49ers, just because I think that is the number one best scenario for Deshaun and the team if he went there. I just don't think – I personally think this is a tough decision and kind of, this kind of could go either way. I think the Niners are going to stick at least one more year with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why I think they're not going to go after Deshaun. And even if they wanted Deshaun, they would have to give up too much. They don't have the cap space. So that's why I had the number four, not number one. Well, I don't I – don't think well the cash space would work i feel like they can do it because when the sean like when if we get to sean like the money went like his contract when nick bosa's up his money starts going down where it's not a big hit it goes into like the 30s and that's when nick bosa's up so he can like you know they can restructure it so i feel like they'll, they'll make the cap work you can make the cap work i mean look at the rams look how much they're playing their players and they're making the cap work and I feel like we draft Ram those as well. over the cap right now. I think they're like 10 million over the cap, so they have no cap space. Yeah, but you can you can make it work. You can you know what I mean? You can make you can wiggle. You yeah, can if you wiggle. really, I feel, I feel like, like John Lynch really wants to shine. He could figure something out. And I feel like that's the most yeah. desirable roster also, right now. You, we're talking, now we're talking about trades. I saw three trade option between the Niners, the Jets, and the and and the Houston. I feel like it could work because, you know, Robert Saul is at the Jets. And, I mean, him and Kyle, like, he, he didn't leave the 49ers on bad terms. So, like, he could probably, like, you know, throw him a bone and, like, you know, help them. But, like, I saw the trade. It was um, Deshaun and a first-round pick. Or, no, Deshaun and, like, a third-round pick goes to the Niners. And the third-round pick's from uh, the Jets. We send two firsts and, a, and Jimmy G and – a safety to uh, Morris, to Houston. No. Yeah, to Houston. Fuck, I forgot the trade, but it was a three-person trade. And it was like basically Jimmy goes to the Jets, Deshaun goes to us, and Sam Darnold goes to Houston. Yeah, that's what I think with not just Deshaun, but the whole QB carousel right now is it's going to be interesting for the Niners. Do they want to keep Garoppolo or not? Because honestly, Garoppolo, the only issue with me is – when he plays, he's great, and he shows they prove they can win with Garoppolo. Their their winning percentage is terrible without him, but it's just the injuries. Yeah. And I think, do they want to – Garoppolo's good, but do you want a good quarterback or a great quarterback? If they get to Sean, they go from, you know, good to better. So, it's going to yeah. be up to them. But I think Jimmy isn't a bad quarterback. Obviously, he's led them to a Super Bowl. I still think they should give him another chance. That's why I think Niners aren't as high on my list. I think they stay with Garoppolo, but we'll see. Yeah, and I feel like also, like, I feel like Deshaun and Matthew Stafford and Jimmy G are, like, everybody. I feel like those are the three that, like, we want to play for the Niners because I feel like they're, like, that's the best team out, like, available, in my opinion. So who was your number four on the list? Uh, the Broncos. Broncos. Okay, we already discussed the Broncos. But, yeah, it would be scary if Deshaun went to the Broncos or, obviously, I think it would be really scary if he went to San Francisco because I think they have the best roster Imagine, right now. Dude, that division. With Kyle Shanahan. 
that division, nope. though. You got the Russell Westbrook, DK Metcalf, Russell, and Kyle Russell. Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and then the Rams with D, with Jalen. That's also why it's one of my favorite divisions because you have like the top, like probably think, top five wide receivers. The, the NFC West is the only good division or exciting division. In the it's NFC. the most. Con- it's the it's the most like it's just the most it's difficult. Most exciting because they got the most contenders. Mm-hmm. Every team, I even have like the top the players there before the season. Yeah. Every team in that division's a contender for the playoffs. Like when you look at these yeah. other divisions, like you got Green and Bay, also like Detroit, the, the individual battles too. Yeah, because so I mean, think- you have Kyle Shanahan against Sean McVay. You know they were both like you know they were both really like team in a way teammates because they yeah. like, they're on the same coaching for like Washington and everything. You got those two always going at it twice a year. You know, DK against Jalen, D Hop against uh, Jalen. I love him or hate him. I mean, Kyler Murray's fun to watch. He's exciting. They Cardinals made a run this year. They almost made it. He's a little bitch. That's what he is. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I had the Niners number four, and let's move on. My number three, I had this one could be interesting. I would be excited to see if Deshaun went to number three, the Chicago Bears. Oh, I do have them three too. Oh, you have the Bears number three? Yeah, yeah I think three. that would be. A good move. Obviously, Bears have um, a really good defense for Deshaun, you know, to fall back on. They got some good weapons on offense, whether or not they keep Allen Robinson. But um, that, was, that was also one thing I was going to bring up because, I mean, that dude's going to get paid. Yep. I think Robinson, I, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. It'll be interesting if the Bears will re-sign him. But Because um, I think Bears obviously made the playoffs this year. I know they had some injuries. Nick Foles went down. I think Nick Foles, he is not their guy for the future. I think he's just too old. And obviously Trubisky, he's okay. He's inconsistent. Trubisky's okay. He was good enough to get in the playoffs, but let's be honest, Trubisky is not going to win them a Super Bowl. So if the Bears want to win now and they want to be Super Bowl contenders, they should sign Deshaun. Dude, that's funny though. Deshaun, they could have. They they're trading. Yeah, they're trading like the Bears, two firsts I, to yeah, get the guy they could have drafted. In the past, the Bears literally in the draft passed up. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun to get Trubisky. So, like, I understand Mahomes. I feel like cause I didn't really know about him. I mean, yeah, he threw for like 700 yards at Texas Tech. But, I mean, Deshaun literally just came off winning the national championship. I mean, yep. how can so you realize, like, what, okay, what, this dude, a guy that just what won. Are you, what film are you watching? Like, what exactly. made you look at Mahomes in college and look at Deshaun after winning that championship at Clemson and be like, yep, Trubisky's our guy. Like, like I said, I understand why Mahomes, I probably, like, out of the two, I, I would, like, they were probably, ah, let's go Trubisky, probably was, like, the safer bet. Because, I mean, nobody thought Mahomes was going to be this, you know, this guy. Nobody yeah, thought That's true. I mean, this. Mahomes was good, but I don't think everyone thought. But Deshaun thought was, like, in a way proven. I mean. Yeah, I think in college, obviously right now, I think Mahomes was the best out of that class. But I think in college, Deshaun easily. was a better quarterback. So, exactly. number three, we both had the Bears. Number two, this one might be a controversial one. I had number two, New England Patriots. Really? I had uh, Miami. Number two. New England. The only reason I had – we'll discuss your number two in a sec, but the only reason I had New England is because I heard Deshaun has some connections to New England. He knows some coaches and coordinators in New England. He likes the staff. Obviously, Belichick and Deshaun, that could be dangerous. And Patriots definitely desperately need a new QB because Cam Newton is not the answer. I think if they get a good QB and a good draft, like let's say they draft um, the Kyle Pitts – the tight end for Florida, or they get Jalen Waddle. Well, I feel like offense. I feel like with Deshaun, I feel like it's going to be like a Brady type situation where he doesn't really need offensive guys. I mean, it'll help, but like I feel like he could make the offense work, especially if Josh McDaniels is there. They'll yeah. find ways to like do well, it. I still and think I feel it would like, benefit New England if they drafted because they have a high pick. I think plus, it's twelve or thirteen, if they drafted an offensive weapon in the first round. 
plus they got plus they do have cap, so I feel like yeah. there's a rumor that I think like a joke. Two cap space in the NFL right now. Yeah, there's a joke how like they're gonna go and get everybody, the Juju's, the Henry Hunter Henrys, and everybody. They're like, they're like, fuck it, let's go. Well, yeah, I agree. Yesterday, yeah. actually, the New England uh, coaching staff, not coach, the front office or GM had a quote saying, "We are gonna be uncharacteristically aggressive this offseason." So that kind of you Told know, you, man. This dude was playing me, something. Made me wonder. There's a plan. They're gonna either go all out in the draft. They're gonna go out try to get Deshaun, or they're just gonna go all out in free agency and get all these of guys. Of course, there's a plan. There's always a plan with this dude. Yep. I thought my the, favorite the when my the one was tanking. Everyone was saying, "Oh, Operation Tank for Trevor with Belichick." Yeah, That's my favorite deal. one is when they almost lost to the Jets, and then some guys like, uh, like purposely losing so the Jets don't get the first pick. It's like, it's a game of chess, not checkers. And that <laughs> yeah. just, I don't know, man. That was just like, that's so yep. true. So like, I he think... actually was, like, thinking about that. I mean, they did win, but imagine if they lost. Like, let's say the Jets didn't win, like, the last two games. They lost, They won that game, and they lost out on Trevor Lawrence because of that. Just because Bill Belichick was like, this is why I'm doing it. That would have been insane. Yep, honestly, you never want to tell your team to lose, but that wouldn't be that bad of a strategy, you know? Yeah, you know, he, he, yeah, he was more, he was more, uh, he probably did, but like they just won. Yeah. He wasn't like pulling yeah, the team. As a player, even though if you yeah. want to lose, which sounds terrible, you're not going to play, you know, you're still going to play to your full potential. Yeah, like he, was, he, was, he wasn't going to do a Dougie P and actually pull the quarterback. I yeah. think he did pull the quarterback. No, he didn't. He didn't pull Cam. So that's why I had Patriots yeah. number two. And I heard also, I was mentioning earlier, ESPN had Patriots number five landing places for Deshaun. And here's the, um, the so-called what each team would get, obviously, the Texans would send Deshaun and Patriots would get – or Patriots would have to send to Houston their 15th overall pick and their third-round pick for this year's draft, um, the first-round pick for 2022, second-round pick for 2023, cornerback uh, J.C. Jackson and wide receiver Nikhil Harry. So, again, that's kind of a lot, but, I mean, look who you're getting. So, and New England, they haven't – in my opinion, they haven't had a great track record with drafts, so I think Deshaun would be a good, a smart landing place for him in New England. It would be kind of scary. Yeah, but I feel like the thing with New England, like you were saying, is like don't give up. I feel like those picks mean a lot, especially for Bill Belichick. Yeah, I feel like, and plus, if he went there, I feel like they're going to be like a win now situation because I mean they're give like like Nikhil Harry is their best wide receiver, and he's not even that good. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're in a like a heavy rebuild. Not no, yep. not a heavy. They're in a restructure. Yeah, type of situation. I agree. Like teams, I mean, some like would the, help, but like like the Lions. I think the Jets are in a restructure where they're not because yeah. they kind of have I a mean, quarterback and they have a lot of picks. I mean, I I have I have the reason why I put the Patriots seven is because I have them picking Mac Jones. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about pick. the mock draft later. Yeah, I have Patriots picking someone else. But like that's really like, I mean, I have my I would have to I'm Miami too. But like I can see the Patriots, but I feel like Belichick would not want to give up as much. So do you want to? We could go on and discuss why you why'd you put Miami at number two? The reason I put my well my number two I feel like is um because they have they do have Tua, they don't know what Tua's gonna do, and I feel like they do. I mean, out of all the teams, I feel like they could offer the most because they have. Houston's third round pick. I mean, they they're literally gonna get back their pick, the third round pick, and they do have 
the ninth pick? What, what pick? What else pick? What other pick do they have? I think I know they have the third, and like I think 14. they have like the twenty-third. So they have two first-round okay. picks. Oh yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, they could offer the most picks, and I mean that would be a, that would be a dangerous situation there for. I mean, my top two. I mean, yeah. The only I reason like I didn't put Miami my... on my list is because I personally think Miami's going to stick with Tua. I mean, Tua didn't have a great end to the last season. He wasn't absolutely yeah. terrible, but I think you just drafted this dude like what fifth overall. Yeah. Sixth overall. And I think I mean, this dude needs more time. Obviously, arguably they they might have thrown him in too early this season. You know, after fifth. Yeah, I mean, you knew. You know, I mean, you know my stance on Tua. You think you know? Yeah. I think he's the real deal. He was I a stud in college. I I just think personally. Yeah, but Joe, Justin Herbert came and just completely like I was. I had two as like the best, you know, quarterback out of that draft. And Herbert Justin obviously just shocked the league. I think no, he's, easy, he's easily the best out of that draft yeah. right now. Herbert was kind of you know the outlier and exception, but I think with Tua, mm-hmm. he has the potential. You just need to give him a little more off season, more coaching, more time, and some weapons. So I think personally, Miami yeah. should will stay with Tua. Yeah, but like if that's re- yeah, I feel like they are too. But if they decide to be like fuck it. Well, if we don't have to keep Tua, they can offer the most. They can offer Tua the second they have and, a lot, and the first pick. A lot of capital and a lot of picks to offer. Mm-hmm. Houston, which would seem – if I'm Houston, that might seem most appealing because you could get Tua, who's good, yeah. still, and a lot of picks and draft capital. But I think, personally, Miami will stick with Tua. That's why I didn't have them on here. Yeah, All right, so exactly. Number one, I don't know who you had, but I had the New York Jets. Yes, yeah, same. Yep. Honestly, yeah. I personally think Jets isn't the ideal landing spot for Deshaun. I think yeah. maybe the Chicago or 49ers or Indianapolis. But I think from what I've been hearing, Deshaun wants to go to the Jets. He wants to work with Salah. Um, whether they they have a lot of picks, whether they keep that first or second overall pick, I think they still have a first-round pick. They're like 19th or 30th overall pick still this year. So – I don't know. And they're rebuilding their offensive line. It's just going to, it's going to come down to do the Jets want to stick with Sam Darnold or not? I think if the Jets don't, I think it's Deshaun to New York, no question. But I think yeah. if they do, they're going to obviously stick with Darnold. Deshaun will go elsewhere. Yeah. And also, I mean, the reason, I mean, all these can like mean nothing if Deshaun, because Deshaun has a no trade clause. So if like, let's say Miami offers all those picks, he can literally be like, nah, I'm good. Yep. I'm not going to go there. And then just like he'll take the pay cuts and be like, and, and be like, oh, the Jets said, off this one. I want to work with Salah and Lafleur, uh-huh. so that's why I think that's his most likely destination. Yeah. Even like, though I don't yeah, think as, it's ideal, I think that's the, the most yeah. Likely. But like, if I was the owner and like the GM was like, really, dude, like you doing this to me? You think I'm gonna give you what you want? Like, it's just like it's just that situation. But he does have like all the power because he can literally just say no. Yep, so he so can literally right. force his way. He like, I mean, if he wants to go to the Niners, he'd be like, trade me to the Niners. That's the only team I want to go to. Screw it. And the Niners can be like, here's a second. And they'll be like, we have to take it. That's why I think it'll be – So he can – I mean, it's it's literally up to him to be like – if he wants to be like, no, 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 no to this, no to this team, no to this team, these two teams, and then have a bidding war in a way for Deshaun. Yep. So but I like, think wherever said, he goes, I, it's going to turn the team around instantly. And I think wherever he goes, they might be instant contenders, whether it's, you know, the Patriots, the Colts, the Niners, or the Jets. You know, all those rosters and scenarios are very different. I think he turns them all into instant playoff contenders. Yeah, they're going to be so, – they'll be a scary team to play. 
So from Deshaun, we'll segue onto the next QB on the market requesting a trade as of recently is Matt Stafford with the Lions. Stafford, I think he's always been underrated. I think it's kind of his arm and his, his stats. He's proven himself. I think it's just the unfortunate situation of the Lions and what he's had to work with and his coaching staff and that roster and obviously the, the front office. I just think he was in a bad place, bad time. So I think wherever he goes, yeah. he, can, he can maybe also turn them into contenders. Obviously, he's not going to be Deshaun, but he's a very good veteran quarterback. So let's discuss top six where Matt Stafford might go. Where do you have number six, Jesse? So I have Chicago, number six. Okay. And the reason why I have him number six is because I don't think Detroit wants to send him to a divisional rival. Yeah, that's why I didn't have Chicago in there. Yeah. But, I mean, if they just want to, like, do, let's say, a first pick and then just say swap for Trubisky and just hope, like, just Detroit have Trubisky to, like, they find their guy, I feel like they can do that and, like, but the the reason why, I just, like I said, I don't I only have them at six because divisional rivals, you don't really want to send your top QB, the guy like your franchise quarterback to that person, so to that team. So that's really why I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm really because like I don't. Bears yeah. have a good roster and they're fit to win now. But I like you said, I don't think the Lions are going to want to trade in their own division. You know. Mm-hmm. So. So that's another reason why I might think Deshaun might not go to the Colts because they don't want to trade within their division. But um, number six, I actually had the Pittsburgh Steelers just because oh, I yeah, think you're right. Pittsburgh, regardless of who they re-sign the offseason, they still have a pretty decent roster. I think personally Big Ben is done. Whether he's going to retire or not, I think he's yeah. not going to Pittsburgh anymore. They have good O-line. They have good running game. They have some good receivers still. Even without Smith-Schuster, they still got Claypool. He's a talented wide receiver. And uh, bitch, you get it, yeah, not a fan, but and they also got Eric Ebron, so I think yeah, they that's, a, that's a team where if they want to win now, they still have the head coach. But I just don't know if Pittsburgh's going to want to do it. I know they just signed Dwayne Haskins, I don't know what their plan with Haskins is whether he's going to be a backup or they're going to throw him in there. And they also, yeah. so I really don't know what Pittsburgh's plan is, but I had Stafford going number six to Pittsburgh, yeah. I didn't have Pittsburgh because, like, these, I mean, it just came out how like. They do want to re-sign Big Ben, and then Big Ben wants to take it as like once one more year, and like they say he'll take a discount. And so yeah, I feel like they will go with Big if, Ben. Yeah, that's another thing too. Even though Ben didn't have a very good season or postseason, like you I mean, said, he still has one more year left, and he's willing to take a pay yeah. cut. And I mean, it's yeah, they didn't have. I mean, they got completely destroyed by the Browns, but they did make the playoffs. They were undefeated, even though they weren't against, like, a lot of good teams. But they were, like, the last team to, like, lose. And what was it? They were, like, 10-0 or something? And then, like – so, I mean – and plus that defense is scary. Yep. They got – That defense is just insane. T.J. Watt, some good linebackers. And yeah, good just injuries – injuries came in and kind of, like – yeah, injuries came in and kind of, like, took them down a notch, but, like, that's why Plus Stafford. Also in their division too. I mean, yeah, Staff- Stafford would be an upgrade, but I feel like they'll be. I don't know if they want because, like, like, they, like you said, if Big Ben, if Big Ben does go, like, they would probably want their picks so they can like find their next guy. They want to trade it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they want to get Stafford, they're gonna have at least give up a first round pick. And I don't yeah. think willing to do that. But like I said, that's why, like, you know, Deshaun, like those guys, like my top three for Deshaun, like those guys can like wait. 
they can wait longer for the Sean than like than the bottom guys. For like so that's why on this list for Stafford, all the top six I had, I I believe are ready to win now. You know, they're not. Yeah, they have like four years. Restructure. Yeah. So, I had Steelers number six. I'll move on. My number five was the 49ers. I could see Stafford going there because, again, it's all going to depend on what they want to do with Jimmy G and Deshaun. But I think Stafford would be a good fit in San Francisco because I think um, out of all these teams, Niners still have one of the best rosters, and he, he'll do well in San Francisco. So who'd you have in doing five? extremely well in San Francisco? See, I have the Colts. Yeah, I have the Colts as number five. Where should I have him higher? I know I put him five because I feel that's like a lot of talks is like Matthew Stafford to the Colts. Is like because like I mean Pat McAfee is like is like co-signing it. He's like, hey Matty, like come over here. Come here. And like he's just like advocating for them to go get uh Matthew Stafford, but I feel like the next teams are like are just better equipped to like offer a little more because they're I feel like they're better than the Colts and they can win. So that's why. Yeah. It's similar to the Deshaun situation, if you went to San Francisco, I think he will have a lot of immediate success. Again, he'll be contenders because Stafford, we all know what he can do. He stays healthy. Yeah. He can bring them back to the playoffs, and I think. I'll move to number four. So I had Steelers six, 49ers five. Number four, I had the Denver Broncos. I think Broncos will have to – I put them number four only because I think if they want Stafford, they'll have to give up a little less than if they were to get to Sean, obviously. So that's why I think it's more likely he'll go to Denver, which kind of scares me because um, yeah, Stafford in our division, Stafford's always, you know, um, interested me as a good quarterback. And I think if he went to Denver, that could be a good scenario. So what do you think? Who'd you have number uh, four? Well, I have the Rams as number four. Interesting. You think they're going to move off Jared Goff? Oh, hell yeah. Jared Goff is trash. But, like, yeah, I feel like – because, like, I mean, <laughs> did you see what Jalen Ramsey put? He was, like, to Deshaun? Or who did he put? Yeah, I think it was, like, to Deshaun. He was, like, you look like an L.A. man to me. <laughs> to, like, in front of their quarterback. And I feel like, I, yeah. I saw like, – a recently an L.A. Rams poster, it was, like, just for, like, the 2021 season, and Jared Goff wasn't even on the poster. It was literally yeah, Aaron I Donald, like, Jalen Ramsey, and Sean McVay. Yeah, I so, feel like – I'm look at it this way. Jared, like, Jared Goff, L.A. is a huge sports market. They have, you know, the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Chargers, the Rams. Um, they even have USC, who's – they have a big presence in L.A. Yeah. And so I think – Jared Goff isn't even talked about in L.A. I don't see any Jared Goff talk, any hype jerseys. So that's why I don't know what they're going to do with Goff. I think they're still going to keep him, but we'll see. So I feel like if they can't find a proper trade, because, I mean, who wants him? He's paid a lot of money. He's not a top-10 QB. I I don't think he's better than I would take Goff over Wentz, personally. Like I said, dude, Jared Goff looked like he has, like, three extra chromosomes. Like, he's (laughs) just – I just – he's a product of Sean McVay. I don't think – I mean, I, I think – I don't know. Because, like, when they play against Seattle, he was fine. Like, you, you see, yeah, he has a broken thumb. But, I mean, he was suited up. I mean, he could play. You saw he could play. And he, they decided to go with a backup guy. And so, I don't know. I feel like they lost their confidence in him. I mean, their GM said, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's the quarterback, like, now as of this moment. So – yeah, um, which isn't, the reason why. Jared Goff, that isn't exactly one you yeah. want to hear. Like, if they asked 
the Chargers GM about Herbert, they're like, is that even a question? Like, he's our guy. Yeah, exactly. Years, but they asked, if the Chargers we, said, well, yeah. he's our guy today, but we'll see, then if you're Herbert, you're like, what the hell? Like, so that's a, yeah. that's a good point. I didn't have the Rams on here, but that's something to consider if they want to move off of Goff. I think Stafford. Yeah, and the reason oh. why I put them there is because, like, the next three teams, I feel like, could – I don't know what – no, what was I going to say? I mean, they would rather trade with them. They would, yeah, they would rather trade with them than with Jared Goff because of his contract. Yeah. Because I don't think they – I don't think Detroit would want Goff. They're like, eh, like, yeah, that's cool, but, like, we can get better. We can get a better offer. So, number three, I had the New England Patriots. I just could Same. see Belichick working well with Stafford and a veteran QB. And I feel like, again, similar to all these other teams, they're going to have to give up a little less for Stafford than Deshaun. And mm-hmm. I can see New England doing that and then building that offense in the draft around him a little more. So that that could be an interesting scenario. Yeah, Josh McDaniels would be able to, like, really put an offense. Yeah. I mean, that dude can fling it. Yeah, the dude can throw. Yeah. We know that. It's just yeah. you know, the right coaches around him. I think New England would be a good scenario. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have New England as my third pick as well. So I'm going to move off New England real quick. And number two, this might be a surprise. You might be like, what the hell? But number two, actually, I had the, the Washington football team and the Washington Redskins. I had number two because um, I think they're a bit underrated with the roster and what they can do, obviously. No, yeah, I can see that. And um, I've heard rumor Deshaun – or not Deshaun, Stafford would fit well in their offensive scheme and they have a good defense to back him up. And, I mean, um, I've also heard rumor that, you know, they could stick with Heineke or – Taylor Heineke, their backup, who showed, you know, yeah, in the playoffs who impressed. Almost but, beat Tom um, Brady. If you're a Redskins fan and you're the Washington coach, you want to – Heineke might be good down the road. He might need some, you know, some years to – I think Stafford would be a good scenario because instead of having to draft QB in the first round like Mac Jones or Trey Lance or somebody, you could draft someone else. You could get Stafford, and you could have Heineke as your backup behind Stafford, learn from him, and when it's time for Stafford to leave yeah. or retire – Heineke could go in there, so that's why I picked Redskins. Yeah, plus, plus, I've the reason why I don't have them is because I feel like the Redskins are a young team. They feel like they're starting to really understand their culture. Ron Rivera is starting to establish their culture, and I feel like, I mean, I've, it would be a good fit, but I feel like there's like other options they would rather go. They'll probably go for like a, a new quarterback in order to like. Because I feel like, yeah, you're, I feel like they're not in, like, in a win-win-now situation. They're more of, like, let's win. Let's not suck. Let's build the right team. Because their divisions, they're in, like, the, probably the worst division. Yeah, it's kind of worse than their benefit for them being yeah. in the worst division of football. I mean, they were, what, 7 Because, I mean, if you put – I mean, yeah, you put Matthew Stafford in that team, they're good. They'll win games. But, like, the minute they go into the playoffs, I mean – I feel like Seattle can beat that team. The Packers can beat that team with yeah, Matthew well, Stafford. We saw they lost in the wild card to Tampa. I mean, obviously yeah. in the Super Bowl, but I, I feel think like you no, want to go if to Matthew the next Stafford's level. On that team, if Matthew Stafford was on that team, I feel like they would have won. Yeah, that's Especially what I'm saying. If they want to go further than playoffs or even make a Super Bowl, yeah. run, they need an upgrade at QB because Alex Smith, uh, great quarterback, great guy, but I think he's at the end of his career. Yeah. They need to also like him. Yeah. I feel like they're also in a like in a rebuild stage. Not re- I feel like most teams who like who like need Matthew Stafford are basically like in a restructure, then rebuild. Washington, I feel like is like their borderline restructure because I mean their defense is insane. yeah. I think their defense is ready to go. They just need to rebuild their offense a little bit. Or they just need an offense to not really turn over the ball if they can't yeah. get any points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good fit. You're kind of like persuading me into like into that. 
but I have the Broncos as my second. Broncos too. Yeah, I could see yeah. that Broncos were on my list. Because that's like the best situation. Well, that's a, not the best, but that's also a good situation for Matthew Stafford. And the Broncos probably don't have to give. They probably won't even have to give up a first round pick. Probably like two seconds. And they got um, obviously guys like Judy and Fant and Lindsey. AJ Judy. Yeah, and really Philly, good. I love so that's why um, that could be appealing to both QBs like uh, Stafford and Watson. But um, the only reason I didn't have Denver higher is because I still think we'll talk about this later on. But in the mock draft, I have Denver picking a QB. So, because I think they want to go with a younger guy, but um, I could definitely see him going to Denver, and it could be scary if he goes to Denver. I will admit. So, yeah. number one, um, I know we you talked about this earlier. I had number one Indianapolis Colts because kind of everything's pointing in the right direction for him. To, I mean, obviously, it could be wrong. You never know, but I, everything kind of points the right direction for the Colts for him. Um, good aligned, good offense, good offensive-minded coach. They're ready to win now. They have a pretty good defense. I think. Love Philip Rivers, but um, obviously he just retired at the end of his career. So they don't want to rebuild again. They don't want to draft a QB or, you know, get some washed up free agent. They want to win now and they have the potential. So that's why I think um, Stafford's their guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could, yeah, the Colts would be a good fit for Stafford. Their defense is really good. They'll do, they do need, I feel like they do need like a couple wide receivers because. T.Y. Hilton, I feel like he's getting up there in age. Um, they do they ever do they ever? I don't really watch the Colts that much. I don't know if they really do have a running back. Yeah, they had um the yeah. rookie running back. Yeah, yeah, Taylor, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah rookie. Yeah, Taylor, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Very good, and they also had um, Marlon Mack. I know he was out the whole season. Um, I like his name, Marlon. But um, he's good running back. They have good run, two really good running backs. Yeah, one of the best lines in football. So I think for Stafford, that's his ideal landing spot. I want to say it's his ideal. Who'd you I have, have the nine, the Forty ers Interesting. So you had Niners because, or... yeah, because so you really, you really don't think the Niners are going to stick with Jimmy? I think they're going to. No, be... well, I do. I want them to stick with Jimmy. I feel like they, it'll be better. They not better, but I feel like because I would want to stick with Jimmy because I feel like he's not getting the respect he deserves. But the reason why I picked the Niners as one is because there's already talks about you know them offering two seconds and two thirds for Matt Stafford. And how like a trade's coming to the 49ers from Detroit already. Because that's why I really have him as number one. And I feel like Matty Stafford would want to play for the 49ers over the Colts. Because I think they're a better team, in my opinion. Way better team. Me too. In my opinion. So, but really, I feel the reason why I really have him number one is because that's just where all the talks are coming from. Is that like, oh. And plus, I would, I would take. Matthew Stafford over Jimmy because they're they're like around the same age, like probably like three years different. Stafford's been in the league like twelve years, but he's only thirty two. So, yeah, Jimmy's like twenty twenty eight, I think. Yeah, Jimmy's like twenty eight. So, yeah, I just have I just have the four nines as like the first pick because I feel like they they could offer this year's twelfth pick and probably a second, probably not even a second, just like probably a third in a player, and they could get Matthew Stafford. Yeah, again, both Deshaun or Stafford over to I mean, San Francisco. They're, that's, that's a scary roster, and they're definitely – I'm just – I'm waiting for Deshaun to be like, I don't want to go to the 49ers. I mean, he could literally just say that. I just want to go to the 49ers, make it happen. I'll say no to any other trade. Yeah, because like and you then, said, Deshaun kind of has leverage of where he's going. 
And, and Matthew Stafford, Stafford, not Matthew Stafford. If Deshaun goes to that team, he'll have it'll be Deshaun Watson, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I think we're gonna re-sign Jordan Reed, and then we have we. I mean Kyle Shanahan with that run out with that runs uh, with that running offense, that zone run, and Deshaun can literally do any throw he wants. It it I I would pay to watch. I would pay a lot of money to watch Deshaun and Mahomes go at it. Yep. With their new yeah, teams, that'd be a good Super Bowl matchup. Because Deshaun would like, yeah, because it'd be like a rematch. Because Deshaun would be like, oh, you had your team, like I'm I'm with my guys now. Yep. It's like, oh, you had a good head coach. Look at my head coach. We almost beat you guys. I don't so, know. I'm wishing for it to happen. If that happens, dude, that's he's. I think like, you guys will either be. If you guys get Stafford. Gonna or be an Deshaun, you're in a good situation. Yeah, if Deshaun, if we get Deshaun, Deshaun's gonna be an MVP easily, I believe, because Kyle's gonna be able to open that playbook. Because Jimmy's not really a, you know, he he's not really a decent thrower. He's an accurate guy. He's a pretty accurate guy. Looks well, like Drew Brees. He has Drew a quick Brees release. Extremely accurate, but he's not a deep ball thrower. Yeah, he. I mean, he can when he wants to. Yeah. Plus, dude, Thanks. we have this one guy. His name's Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurt. Hurt, not Hurd. Hurt. From Baylor, we, I mean, this is going to be his third year because he was injured his first two years. But they're saying this dude, he's a wide receiver, but he can, like, be, he played tight end and running back. Like, he's he's really good. So, let's just hope we have our three. I just hope he's, he's healthy because I feel like he can open the offense as well, the playbook. Well, that's why I'm saying I think this offseason is going to be so exciting because we – so many teams need a QB, and we have guys like Stafford and Watson both on the market, which rarely happens. And so it, I think wherever the, both those guys go, they're going to turn that team around. I think yeah. wherever they go, I think they have a run at the playoffs, whatever, wh- whether it's the Jets, Niners, Colts, or Broncos. But we're going to segue from Stafford and Watson. We're going to move on now. We're talking Chargers. As you know, I'm a San Diego Chargers fan, LA Chargers fan. And um, Chargers recently hired new head coach Brandon Staley from the Rams, and we talked about that briefly earlier. I just wanted your initial thoughts on Staley. I know we kind of talked about that. And also um, the discussion, Chargers have some, you know, moves to make in the offseason. Obviously we've got a great roster, but we got to figure out who we're going to keep and re-sign. What Chargers end up doing with Melvin Ingram, Mike Williams, or Hunter Henry? So let's talk about that first. So Mike Williams, I believe, is owed a little over $15 million, about almost $16 million. And Henry's owed about $11 million. And um, we both know what those guys can do. Uh, Mike Williams, kind of like a Calvin Johnson or DeAndre Hopkins, a deep threat. Wide receiver works great with Keenan Allen. And Henry obviously was protege under Antonio Gates and replaced him and had a pretty good season. Didn't have a great season, but still pretty good. And Melvin Ingram, love him. Still one of my favorite players, great linebacker, but he's got the injuries. He was on IR twice this year, barely had any sacks. When he's on the field, he's good, but when he's – He's got to be healthy. He didn't have a great season. so And he's owed about $17 million. So um, we keep him. That's a big cap hit. And if we let him go, that's a lot of cap space. So out of those three guys, who do you think we should keep and will keep? I think I think um, uh, Williams. Mike, uh, yeah, Mike Williams is like your guy. I feel like you need to put as many weapons around Herbert, I believe. I feel like since – yeah, Mike Williams. And I feel like since Herbert's on his rookie deal – I feel like now is the only time you can really like pay these guys because you can afford to. Because when he's up, I feel like he's going to be, of course, one of the highest paid. 
Yeah, because Herbert Tom is still on his rookie deal. Yeah. So, so we have some leeway to sign these guys. Like, if I was supposed to pick those, like, out of one of those, I'd pick of, him just because he's yeah. more beneficial for Herbert to help I him agree. Develop. That's who I had on there. I mean, Williams, he, he had some injuries this year, but obviously he's vital to keep on there because uh, if you take him out yeah. of the mix, then it kind of just leaves Keenan Allen, and obviously he can't run that whole offense, and they're going to double-team him. And Mike Williams is a great deep ball threat, jump ball threat, so I think he's vital for Justin Herbert. I think – out of those three, he's the number one we need to re-sign. And if I had to pick between Williams and Henry, even though I like Hunter Henry, if you had to pick, I'd say keep Williams over Henry because we need him more and he's a bit more of an a- asset. And also we have um, some young tight ends. Donald Parham, the 6'8", 6'9", tight end, had a really good season, kind of came out of nowhere. Herbert threw to him a lot. Also, I saw Hunter Henry. He had some good games. We also had some bad games. I saw him drop yeah. a lot of balls. Plus, he's also he's pretty injury-prone, isn't he? Like, was, yeah. Didn't he, like, miss last year? He hasn't yeah, played a full season since, I think, his rookie year. He's yeah, so I honestly – The Thursday night game against Oakland, I saw him drop a handful of balls, and he didn't have a that great of a season as expected. And I heard Henry, he wants top tight end money, like George Kittle, Kelsey money, and he's not worth Yeah, that's it. also so why. That's also gonna why want I'm 20, like he's 30 not million, get... and he's not worth that amount of money. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why I put – that's why I don't think you guys are going to keep him because he's going to want a lot of money. Plus, if you franchise tag him again, it's going to be like 15 mil. So – yeah. For him, I, just I like him, but don't love him enough to keep him for that salary. So that's yeah. why I would keep re-sign Williams over Henry. For sure, you need to keep one of those guys. I think it'd be stupid. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like you guys should try to keep Melvin Ingram because I mean, him and Joey Bosa are just an insane. Yeah, that's duel. why my next question was what to do with Melvin Ingram. I personally think, yeah, he's owed a lot of money, but I think he just had a down year because of injury. I think if he's healthy next year, he's still one of the best pass rushers and in football with him and Bosa on the edge. I think it's a deadly combo. And also if you let him go, we don't have really edge guys to replace him unless we draft guys. And Ingram, we know he's good. Um, He's done it in the past. He's been our sack leader for a while. Past couple years, he just injury prone this year, unfortunately. He had knee issues. And I personally, I hope we re-sign him. I think he's worth the money. Um, Obviously injury got in the way and that's not really his fault. so I think we don't have too much depth at linebacker. Yeah, we have Perriman and Murray, but those guys are middle linebackers. And Ingram's kind of a hybrid D end and linebacker. So I think he's important to have on the roster. I hope we re-sign him. So and if we keep him, it'll be interesting and exciting to see what Staley does with him and Bosa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like Staley's gonna push to keep him. He's like, yeah, I if want we have to Ingram, play. Bosa, and Derwin James healthy. That's a lethal defense right there with Brandon Staley. Mm-hmm. So. I really yeah, hope we keep Ingram. I think he's our – out of those three guys, he's the largest cap hit that we owe, but I think he's worth the money at least one more year, see what he does there. Because I think in the draft we need to draft offense. Yeah, we desperately need defense, but I think we need an alignment in the draft. So that's why I heard rumor we let Ingram go. We just draft a linebacker in the first round, which I disagree with. So Ingram, it's one less guy you got to worry about in the draft. So hope we keep him there. And initial thoughts, we talked about this um, – Briefly, and we'll talk about this later with the draft, but who do you think Chargers should go after in the first round? Maybe not a specific player, but what position? Uh, I think they should go for Kyle Pitts. The tight end out of Florida? He's a- yeah, because I feel like you guys are going to lose Hunter Henry. You guys, I feel like, I mean, he's probably like – I just don't I know. Like where available. you're drafting, he's probably going to be either best available. And, I mean, he's probably like – there's talks that he's probably like the best tight end prospect to ever come out of like college. Yeah, he was. He had, he had like how many touchdowns? Like fifteen or something. 
Dude, yeah, that's insane. Like, yeah, that's insane. For tight end, that's unheard of. So I think yeah. that's one I, guy yeah, where you look at. I do not think he'll be. A, I do not think he'll be a bust. I think he'll be immediate success. But I'll talk about this when we talk about the mock draft. But I have Chargers. We desperately need a line like bad because I heard Pouncey's going to retire. Balaga probably won't resign, and our O line is just not going to cut it with Herbert. And we've been injury prone. We need a big left tackle or right tackle like ASAP. So that's why. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. a to go with O-line in the first round. It's kind of – you don't really know with these O-linemen. A lot of people say O-linemen in the first round is kind of a waste. But, I mean, if you get a good left tackle, like guys like Joe Thomas yeah. from Cleveland, who's a first-round pick, and they're – I the mean, if you get the guys out of, like, Alabama, I mean, you can't go wrong with, like, a tackle from – or, like, a lineman from from Alabama. They're, they're always, like, the top picks. Except for Tim, he top ones. in 2013. He was a first-round pick, and he was a complete bust for us. Yeah, that's true. That's what like, kind of worries me about these O-linemen. They're kind of like a, a gamble, risk-reward. Risk but I think we need O-line so bad it's worth the risk. So, mm-hmm. but Yeah, with yeah the, I uh, have them picking an O-line. But I feel like if Kyle yeah. Pitts is there, because people, some people are having like Kyle Pitts like, um, like a little earlier, because you guys are like, what, 13 or 14? What yeah, pick do you guys have? Yeah. yeah. Some people have like – the the San Francisco picking Kyle Pitts. I'm like, hell no, we're not doing that. For us. So, but yeah. San Francisco already has Kittle, so you don't really need him. Yeah, exactly. I feel like – I mean, if you want to put – I feel like if you want to put it – because, I mean, we have – I mean, our division has, like, the best safeties in that division. I mean, J- Jamal Adams, Buda Baker. Um, I think oh, if Pitts is available for the Chargers, it's kind of hard to pass up pass on him yeah so that's what'll be interesting what we do but, but i understand yeah but i understand why people are having the 49ers i mean they'll probably ta- like put a lot of pressure on Kittle, and then probably pitch will be wide open for a lot of passes that's why i'm not too worried if we let henry go and we even don't yeah. have pits that's why we have guys like parham who i really like this season i think he was undrafted free agent or he was a late round pick mm-hmm. um he was a big target this year for um justin herbert 6'9", huge tight end, good hands, um, good route runner. So I like him a lot. So that's why I, I'm confident him as a starter. And we also have Virgil Green, who's a good veteran tight end from Denver. He unfortunately went down with an ankle injury, but he was still good for us halfway through the season. So we got both those guys at depth, the tight end. So I think I would be somewhat okay letting Henry go and then keeping hopefully Williams and Ingram would be nice. So, um, yeah, so that's the Chargers. I'm going to take another break real quick. When we come back, we'll wrap it up and we'll do a quick – Mock draft of the first 10 picks for the NFL draft, so stay tuned.
into next. Um, two quick segments real quick. I'm going to do a segment of rapid fire. Some quick questions. Jesse, I'm going to ask you, uh, go down the list. I'm going to ask what teams need a new QB. Obviously, I eliminated some of the obvious ones, like uh, Jaguars, Colts, Texans, Saints, Lions. Obviously, those teams need a QB because they're not going to have one. But some teams, that's kind of 50-50. I'm going to go down the list, ask you some of these, and then quickly just say yes or no, and then maybe 10, 15 seconds, uh, say why not. We're going to go down. Ready? All right. All right. What team needs a new QB? Let's go with – All right. Raiders, yes or no? I turned down the volume a little bit more, yeah. Okay. What was it? Raiders. Uh, no, because I feel like they'll go with either they're gonna go with Mariota. I feel like they're gonna go for like another year, see what he can do, because he did play really well against the Chargers when he was subbed in for um, Derek Carr. I agree. I think they have two QBs to work with. Whether they want Carr or Mariota, they got drafting another QB would just be uh, more of a mess, and they don't really need one. Next, Denver Broncos. Uh, yes, hard yes. Yep, Drew Locke yeah. is not is the not the guy. Denver, he's no, a, he's not. He's not a playoff quarterback. He's not gonna win. Though he's, he's not gonna compete against Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah, so. our friend, our friend Mark's a Denver guy, and he's like, "Fuck this dude." Even Get he, him out of here. he's like, "Yeah, Locke is not good." So, yeah. Uh, next, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, no, because I feel Big Ben's gonna go in for one more year. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't. That one's kind of a toss-up for me. I don't really know what they're gonna do. That whether they get Stafford or Big Ben or go with Dwayne Haskins. So I'm not really sure on that one. Uh, next one, Miami Dolphins. Uh, no, they're going to stick with my guy, too. I think so, too. Uh, next one, this one might be kind of obvious, but it's kind of whether they go with Darnold or draft someone or go with Deshaun, New York Jets. Do they keep Darnold Almost, or no? I think they're going to keep Darnold, but honestly, like, I would just to see what he can do. But I think, they, I think they're yeah. going to try for Deshaun. I think if Deshaun wants to go to New York and he straight up says, I want to go to the Jets, you can't really say no to that. But um, if the trade doesn't work out really, Deshaun, I think, give Darnold one more chance under a new coach. So, yeah, this one, the Jets are the hardest one for me because obviously they have the Deshaun trade coming. I think if they get Deshaun, they have to trade away that first-round pick, I think, in my opinion. So if they don't have that first-round pick, then obviously they're not going to draft a QB. But um, I'm going to go with – we'll talk about in the mock draft. I don't have the Jets drafting a quarterback. I think they stick with Darnold, so I'm going to go Jets stay with Darnold. Next one, uh, Redskins. Do they think they go with Heineke and Smith, or they go somewhere else? I think they go somewhere else. You think they draft someone? Yeah, like I think they had a draft and make a trade, yeah. Okay. I think I, – I agree, too. I think I have the Redskins. Stafford could be a good fit there, like I mentioned earlier. So, I think mm-hmm. Heineke – He's okay. I just think he's not ready yet. He might be good down the road, maybe learn under a veteran QB. So I think Redskins go somewhere else. Okay, New York Giants. Oh, shit. I haven't really paid attention to him. No, because I feel like Daniel Jones was playing good. Then he got injured. And I feel like they're going to add more weapons around him. Yeah, and Barkley was see. out. Yeah, exactly. So. Dude, I, you know what? I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, oh, you're right. That's why <laughs> he he's, he still plays. That's why I think um, the the New York Giants were I think number seven on my list for Stafford to yeah. go. Plus they do have a good defense. But I do think really... stick with Daniel Jones. He's not terrible. I think he had like 24, 25 touchdowns his rookie year, so he's not that bad. So I think yeah. they'll stick with Jones and maybe build around him. 
maybe get I've heard Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddle to the Giants might help him be interesting. So, all right, next one. Uh, this one, this one might be obvious, but I'm going to go Philadelphia Eagles. Do they need a new QB or stick with Wentz and Hurts? I think they're going to stick with that or walk it to them wins. Yeah, I think they got to they got to decide between all those guys. Both those guys are good. Yeah, they gotta but. If yeah, they draft I mean, they another have, quarterback or trade, that'd be a mess. So they don't need one. Could you imagine they do draft another quarterback? <laughs> yeah, that's what be so ninth stupid. overall pick, and they they draft like Mac Jones or Zach Wilson or somebody, and then they're. I wonder how. Yeah, I wonder how EDP would react. <laughs> so yeah, that'd we got hilarious. uh next one. Uh, Chicago Bears. Yes, they need a quarterback. Yeah, Trubisky. He's decent. I think Trubisky is the average quarterback at best. Yeah, uh, but he's not they a can upgrade. quarterback. You're not going to go to Super Bowl Trubisky, so they need either to trade or draft. Yeah, I um, heard Cam Newton too. I feel like Cam Newton would be an upgrade from Trubisky, really? even though I'm not really high on Cam I Newton. I think Cam but Newton's yeah. done as a starter. I don't think really? he's I mean, in my opinion. Unless someone desperately needs him, I, I could see Cam going to someone like the Texans or Lions, that their organization's kind of a mess and they don't Wait. really have anyone and they don't yeah. have a choice. Quick, so. quick question. You think Trubisky or Cam Newton? Who would you who do take? I think it's better right now? Right now, who would you take with the Chicago Bears? Trubisky. Oh, okay. I'd probably go with Cam. But, yeah. That's a toss-up, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. Trubisky. I think either the Bears go with uh, Stafford. If not, obviously, they keep Trubisky. But next one, yeah. the Niners. Do they keep Jimmy? No. We don't need one, but I think they're looking. I feel like I, – I personally don't think they need one. I feel like, Jimmy, yeah. you can win with Jimmy. That's why I put them as keeping Jimmy. So, I think, obviously, but like, he, I mean, improve himself. So, I, I see them. Desha- the yeah, but I feel – I see the reason. I mean, Deshaun, I mean, I mean, I would take Deshaun over Jimmy. I mean, I'll take – yeah, Deshaun over Jimmy. All right, like, last, last two, uh, Carolina Panthers. Yes, they do. Yeah. I feel like I they don't need – they don't – I think they don't need to, but I would. If I were them, I will look into it. Yeah, I think – Again, Bridgewater's not bad, but I think they have such a high yeah. pick. I think they can get a good quarterback in the first round. Yeah. So, last one, Atlanta Falcons. No, I feel like you can. I can. You can win games with Matt Ryan, especially now with Arthur Smith and Julio. Yeah. So yeah. Julio, Calvin Ridley. In the draft, yeah. I still have the Falcons taking a QB, but um, Me I have too. QB like learning a year or two under uh, under Matt Exa- Ryan. Yeah, same. So, I'm with you on that one. So. Yeah, from that, I guess we'll segue on to our last segment is our mock NFL draft. So I told Jesse to come up with this top 10 picks for this NFL draft. I know there's um, it's going to be really interesting. See, this is, I think, the first draft in a while where we really don't know what's going to happen. It's not like a set in stone, except for the Jags, number one. But after the Jaguars, it's kind of like a free Yeah, fall. it depends on what teams do. Do they trade that pick? Do they do uh, – mine, exactly. I have them not trading it. I feel I have everyone just stay where they are. Yep. Everyone has their pick. Same just here. I think what they need. For the sake of the segment and the draft, yeah. I'm going to Because if we're yep. going to do, like, the whole the Matthew Stafford and all that, I'm like – Yeah, that, that could change that's the like whole thing. 10 list. So I think that's why I yeah. still have the Jets at number two. And I'm going to keep it the mm-hmm. top 10 order. So – Start with number one. I think this is kind of an obvious one. Jaguar is going to go with QB Trevor Lawrence. I think. No, I'm drag- no I go with Zach Wilson. You have the Jags taking Zach Wilson over Lawrence? <laughs> no. <laughs> Trevor, yeah, it's easy. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think this one's kind of a done deal. Stone, Urban Meyer with Trevor Lawrence could be a really good combo. Yeah. There were Jags talks definitely- about how, like, Urban Meyer would draft like Justin Fields because he knows Justin Fields. He was like, "Nah, I'm taking this dude." Yeah, he straight up said he like, was like, "I want." Yeah, he's like, "Justin Fields good, but this dude's different." 
Yeah. I mean, I, I beat this dude, but NFL. it's what Jacksonville fan base needs. They haven't had a good quarterback for decades. So they need someone yeah. like uh, Lawrence to come in there and change the culture and win some games. Yep. So I have Jaguars number we'll one. Candy. And number two, this one might be a controversial one. People don't really know what the Jets are doing, whether they trade down or they go with the QB. My, my pick, I have them keeping Sam Darnold and then drafting Panay Sewell, the left tackle yep. from Oregon. Yep, same. To boost their O-line. And I think, yeah, they have the left tackle, uh, Mackay Becton, but I think they move him to guard or right tackle. Yeah. Because I think Sewell, I think he's the best left tackle O-lineman prospect in a decade. He's going to be yeah. fine wherever he goes. I kind of wish the Chargers were getting him, but obviously I don't think – No, yeah, you're right. I'm 13. with you on that one. So I have the Jets picking Panay out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. So, I'm with yep, I have the same. So number three, another one, Dolphins have the third overall pick. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, if they trade down or keep Tua or not. I have them, let's say for the sake of the draft, keeping Tua and keeping that pick, and I have them picking Devonta Smith, wide receiver Alabama. Yep, same. Same? Interesting. Same, because, yeah. I mean, I, they, Tua played with this dude. Like, he knows this guy. Yep, and I think – Even though he wasn't really throwing to him as much, because, I mean, he did have Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. I've had a um, lot of – Mixed opinions and reviews, but I personally think Devontae is still the best wide receiver in this draft. I've heard yeah. people like, oh, no, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle was like, no. There's a reason this dude won the Heisman. Yeah, I mean, he put up stupid numbers. And plus, there's a reason why. It's because, I mean, he did play with Tua. I mean, Jalen Waddle did play with Tua, but, like, I mean, there's that chemistry that they already know each other. Yeah, I think it'd be a perfect fit. And Tua, obviously, Dolphins have a very good defense. I don't think they need to go defense in the first round. So I think yeah. offensive weapon yeah. like Devontae is a perfect fit for them. So, yeah, we have the same mm-hmm. one, two, and three. So, yeah, number he's four. He's a speedy guy, yeah. Number four, I, I think I, don't, I think we might have the same dude because we both have the yeah. Falcons picking the QB. I have them picking Justin Fields. Yep, me too. So, Fields out of Ohio State. Because Fields, I think, is good. But I don't think he's ready immediately to be a starter. I think yeah. he needs a year or two to – to learn under a veteran QB like Matt Ryan and Arthur Smith, head coach. So I think it would be a good fit for him to go and maybe learn behind them for a year or so. So I think uh, Justin Fields to the Falcons would be a good fit. I, I, I just don't, I don't think a lot of people are saying Justin Fields to the Jets. I just don't think he would be a good fit. He doesn't really yeah. fit offense. He's not ready. So I think um, that's why I'm having him. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like the Jets, if they were to move, they would rather use that pick to go for Deshaun. They'll just probably go all in for Deshaun. I mean, to pick, yeah. So, Falcons number four, Justin Fields. Five, Bengals. They, um, a lot of people had Panay left tackle going to the Bengals because Burrow needs a no line, but I don't think Panay's going to fall that far to number five. So, that's why I have Bengals number five picking Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU. Because um, – Burrow definitely needs some offensive weapons because who knows if A.J. Green's going to come back and he doesn't really have any. He has good running game, but not really anyone on wide receiver. He needs someone like Devontae or Jamar Chase. So I have Bengals number five, LSU, Jamar Chase, wide receiver. Jesus Christ, dude. Okay, who do you have six? Wait, cause... did you have the same guy at number five? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, number six. Um, this could either go both ways because Eagles are at number six. They desperately need a wide receiver and a defensive yep. back. Yeah. So that's why this one it was kind of a coin toss for me, but I have them picking Patrick Sertan, cornerback, Alabama. Oh, okay, sweet. Okay, we don't have the same pick. Okay. okay. Did you have okay. Jalen Waddles. I have him okay. picking a wide receiver. Waddle was a close second to me. It was honestly a coin yeah. toss between those two. But I can I see why they go for Sertan, but they do have Darius Slade, so I don't think they really do need a quarterback. Yeah. But if you have two shutdown guys like Slade and Sertan, I think Sertan is a beast. Yeah, I don't think, draft, be... I think they could be really good. 
Maybe. Wait, Satan's out of Alabama, right? Alabama, yeah. Yeah, I know. I have him going to the Niners. I would love Chargers get Sertan. Even though I said earlier, O-Lyman in the Chargers, I think if Sertan is available for Chargers, I say pick him up because we need a corner. Because Derwin James is safety, (laughs) but we need another corner. Casey Hayward might not come back. He didn't have a stellar year. Desmond King is gone. So I like Sertan a lot. We need Sertan. I mean, we have 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 a guy that has to go up against DK Metcalf twice a year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins twice a year. Yeah, because Sherman's Cup probably twice not a year. back, and Verrett might not come back. So I agree. No, nah, I think we're going to keep back. I feel like we keep Sertan. We need to keep – I would rather have Verrett. He's younger. So, and Verrett well, I keep played agree. Eagles, insane this year. Eagles do need a wide receiver, and I think Waddle will be a good fit, whether it's yeah. Wentz or Hurts. I think Hurts and Waddle might be a good combo. So Yeah, because they did – they should – they did play together. They should – did they play together? Probably for like a year? I think so. Maybe. No, I don't think so because probably a year. Maybe. They probably just know each other. But, yeah, yeah I have Jalen Waddle. Offense or defense here. Like this kind of a coin flip. They need both bad. All right, so number seven, I will agree Lions need a QB, especially after Stafford going to be leaving. I have mm-hmm. Lions picking Zach Wilson out of BYU. Quarterback. Really? I have not picking a linebacker. Really? Who do you have? Mikel Person. A person. He's going out of Penn State? Yeah. Yeah, Dude, he's, he's a beast. He can yeah. play. Parsons I feel like Dan Campbell. I feel like Dan Campbell is gonna want this dude because just the, this is mentality. He's gonna be like, I want, I want, then, I want this dude. Who do you think? What do you think the Lions are gonna do a quarterback then? I feel like they're gonna probably gonna get a quarterback from a trade. I feel like okay. they're gonna. I don't think they. They're not going. Like I said, they're going for a rebuild. I don't think they need a quarterback right now. They're probably gonna like. Who do you think they'll get that? Because I don't think they'll get Deshaun. Obviously, who do you think Lions might go after in the offseason? The Lions, probably Cam Newton. Okay. Probably or, Cam. Or who knows? Maybe if they Nick do Foles the trade to Chicago. I could see Nick Foles or a guy like Trubisky. Yeah. Bears. They, I mean, they can get they could get a journeyman. Probably Brian. No, Brian's going to stay for another year. He's still in a year contract. I could see Fitzpatrick. He's a free agent, right? Yeah. Patrick going to the line. Is he? Yeah. I think you know. I think he has one more year. I hear he's a free agent. So Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay, yeah. Then, I could yeah. definitely I see mean, him going the lines. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Move. They're probably going to go for a journeyman. But so that's why I, I have, have picking. If I'm the Lions GM, you need a quarterback to restart after Stafford. And um, I have Zach Wilson. A lot of people want Zach Wilson going higher. I saw some people picking Zach Wilson number two for the Jets. Yeah, or third. Yeah, good. I have. There's some people who are picking him like for like um, from Miami. I'm like, no, like, dude, Zach Wilson's not better than Tua. I can tell you that right now. I agree. Zach Wilson's very good, yeah. but Tua is Tua is Tua. He's very special. Zach, to me, Zach Wilson's fool's gold. That's what he yeah. is. Zach Wilson, I think um, – I also saw a good fit. Um, I've heard Zach Wilson going to Denver might be a good fit, but I have Denver picking someone else. So, Lions, I have number seven, Zach Wilson, because I think out of Fields and Lawrence already gone, I think Wilson's the third best QB available, in my opinion. And number eight, Carolina, I also have Panthers picking a QB. I have the Panthers going Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota. Yeah, I have them picking Zach Wilson. <laughs> okay. So I can see that, too, because for me – uh, I initially, I also had Zach Wilson going to Carolina, but I chose Trey Lance just because I think he fits that offense slightly better. Mobile quarterback, similar to Bridgewater. And I think even if you want to keep Bridgewater for one more year. Yeah, but the thing with Trey Lance is that he didn't play this year. That's why yeah. I have, like, I don't have, I have some reserves to really, to really pick this dude. Cause, I Trey mean, Lance? Yeah, I mean, you're off for a year of football. I mean, do you, can you really just go and transition to, like, the NFL? That's true. But, like, if... Yeah, but like you said, if he goes to Carolina, I mean, he does have Teddy Bridgewater, so he doesn't have to start right away. 
So, I mean, he could – they could make the transition easier, but also like – I just picked Lance over Wilson because I think the Lions, they're going to pick Wilson first, and I just think Lance fits yeah. at offense a little better than Wilson or some of these other guys. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but I have Wilson because he's the best quarterback out of those two. And no. number nine, this is interesting. I don't know about you, but I have three QBs in a row going to Denver. Number ninth, I have Mac Jones going to the Broncos. Really? Yeah. Nah. Who do you have I've, going to Denver? I have the edge from Michigan, um, Pay, Quitty, Quitty Page. Quitty Page. Oh, yeah. He's very yeah, good. Yeah, the edge rusher. Because I feel like they're probably just going to – like I said, this is like – I mean, if they do get, get a quarterback from like Matthew Stafford, then like – but really they're probably going to go for like best available, which would be this guy. And, I mean, you pair him with Brandon Chubbs and then you have Vaughn Miller coming back. That's that D-line is going to be really scary. I just think – we can all agree that the that Denver needs to move off of Drew Locke, and it's going to yeah. depend on if they get Deshaun or Stafford. I just don't see – he's up there going to Denver, but I just – I don't think Stafford's going to go to the Broncos in the end. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, crap, we have to draft a QB now if the Stafford deal doesn't work out. So that's why I have Mac Jones because yeah. he's – after Wilson and Lance go, and Fields go off the board, I have him as the next best quarterback available. So that's yeah. what I have. But I feel like – because it's LA, he'll probably like, like they could probably. I can see Cam Newton going there too. I can feel like if they're going, they're not drafting a quarterback. If the quarterbacks like Mac Jones is like not for them, I can see them going with the best player available and then just going. That's Cam true. Newton I can see them going Cam. Contract. And then maybe I mean, if it was like a Trevor Lawrence and a Justin Fields, I would have them go. Probably Zach Wilson, but like if not, I'll just like to me if I was them, I'll just pick best player available. I personally, a lot just, of people are saying this, and I agree. I think Mac Jones is highly overrated just because he has Nick Saban and the three best receivers in all of college football. So, I mean, he yeah. made it look easy. That's why I don't, think, good. I don't think – I mean, Mac I Jones do have him going to New England for the 15th pick because I feel like Belichick would probably do something with him. But, yeah, I could see why, you know, he did I've heard have that too. a lot I've heard of a lot help. of people saying Mac Jones to New England, which could be interesting. I just don't think Mac Jones is NFL material. I just think he got really lucky – the offense kind of handed to him with Saban and all those weapons like uh, Waddle and, and Smith and uh, Najee Harris, the running back. So I think he just made it look easy. So, but I think I still have him going the Broncos because Broncos desperately need a QB. And so number 10, this one was kind of a coin toss, but I ended up Cowboys number 10 pick. I have them getting Kyle Pitts tied in out of Florida. I also had Jalen Waddle up there, but I think if, Waddle and Pitts is available. You go with Pitts because we saw what he, this dude did in college. And Cowboys need a tight end. That would be nice if – good combo of Dak Prescott and Pitts together in Dallas. What do you think? I mean, you got the Jazz Cowboys. I have them picking O-lineman from USC, Elijah Vera. Okay. Chargers are – I feel like, yeah, because they're O-line. Because the Dallas – God, because all, all everybody talks about is Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. So, I, I know all their problems now. And O-line was a big issue because they just have – they're getting up there in That's age. True. And a lot – like, yeah, they were decimated. Because even if – So I feel like O-line Even if the left tackle, Panay, is off the board, which he will be by then, they still yeah. have a lot of good O-linemen. They have Slater from Northwestern, Derrissaw of Virginia, and then um, uh, the USC guard. Yeah, tackle. Elijah Vera. Yeah, Elijah Vera. So this draft, there's a lot of good O-linemen. So – that's true. I could definitely see Cowboys. I know I agree with you. They desperately need a line. I just think if Pitts is available, he's hard to pass up. So that's why I just have them. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what Jay would do. He'll probably pick best available than me. Yeah. 
But so that's, I mean, why, that's what they did with uh, CD Lamb. So they could have, yep. they should have, they could have drafted a defensive player. But Lamb, they went out to get Lamb, and I mean, really good. So I mean, yeah, but they didn't really need him. Yeah, in my opinion. I mean, he, so I feel like I, he's. I mean, I'll take Justin Jefferson and Chase Claypool and Jay Judy over Lamb, but like that's just me. So that's why and I, I have this one, ten and eleven pick is kind of a coin toss. I have if the Cowboys select Kyle Pitts, I have the Giants at number eleven pick and Jalen Waddle. Because Giants Daniel Jones needs some weapons on offense. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go that far, but like, yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, I have I my nine is picking Sertan. Sertan, yeah, I just don't think yeah. he'll be available. And I have you guys picking Kyle Pitts. Interesting. I I wouldn't mind that. So that's why I want if, it to be like I want my list to be right so we can get Sertan. Or even even if Sertan isn't available, there's Caleb Fairley. Yeah, people have him picking a quarterback. I'm like, dude, shut up. We're not getting Trey Lance. Yeah, like, I, wouldn't, dick. I wouldn't. I'm, like I don't want that dude. Jimmy G's so, better. That's why even if Chargers also need a corner besides a line, so that's why even if Sertan is not available by then, Caleb Fairley is a really good second option. People were comparing him to Antonio Cunardi. I like him a lot. So I think that'll be interesting if he goes to San Francisco, which I think he might have Fairley going to San Francisco. And then Chargers, I know uh, I only did top 10, but since Chargers are 13, I have them picking O-Lyman, Christian Derrissaw of Virginia, big left tackle. I also had Slater yeah. was on there, but Derrissaw I like better because he's almost twice the size. He's about yeah. He's six five. Slater's only he's, like, yeah. Six, he's three, good. Barely. Yeah, he can do the pass and run. Yeah, so that's why I like Derrissaw. I know I said earlier it's kind of a gamble to go with um, O Lyman in the first round, but Chargers as a Charger fan, it's worth the risk because our O line, I think we had the, one of the top five worst O lines in football this past year, and Herbert needs a good O line bad so yeah who do you think so you say pits to the chargers you think yeah have you guys picking pits again i wouldn't mind pits because it's uh we don't know what we're gonna do with hunter henry so yeah i mean i yeah you guys are gonna keep hunter henry i know that for sure that is just gonna cost too much i just think if we keep williams we can't keep williams and henry in my opinion, yeah. so that's why I see assigning Williams and letting Henry go. So Pitts would be a good call. And again, Pitts is so good. Whether you really need him or not, he's so good. It's kind of hard to pass on him, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Yeah, but like you brought up the Chargers, you brought up the Cowboys picking him. I could see him going there. Mm-hmm. And then you guys could probably pick either Vera or who you want. So, yeah, I think we had a pretty similar list. I think our top four were all the same. So, good job, Jesse. I mean, great mind things alike. So, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Last quick segment. We're just going to do quick picks for the Super Bowl. Who do you got, Chiefs or Buccaneers? I got the Chiefs, man. I don't see – I don't see that dude losing. I just just can't. I agree with you. I got, even though my heart, I want Tampa to win. I just got the Chiefs. Their offense is so scary. Because I, a, I feel I, like, also because I feel like the Bucks only won because like the quarterbacks they played kind of like choked. You know, Tyler Hitt, like Tyler uh, Tyler Height Heineke, uh, Rogers, Heineke. He kind of like he couldn't yeah. he couldn't bring it home. Drew Brees and Brady, you know, he terrible. won. He had three picks in the second half, so I exactly. feel like against Kansas City, you have no chance of going. That's why. I mean, I don't think Mahomes is going to throw three picks. I don't yeah. think he was there last year. He knows the field. Again, I they want to they want to put a, extra pressure on him because it's against Tom Brady. But I mean, he's saying, yeah, he's saying the right things, but in mind, he's thinking like, dude, this dude's forty three. My weapons are better. I'm better right now. So 
I have I'm a good game. I get, at the end of the day, I just want a good game. I'm hoping for Tampa, but we'll see if they pull it off. I got uh, Chiefs 35-31, so that's my pick. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have I don't have the I don't have the Bucks scoring that high. Honestly, I feel like the Chiefs defense is is like due for like a big like big game, you know? Because like the past games they weren't yeah they, they were good but they yeah because Buffalo was but, very good but you I mean you're playing Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette Mike Evans yeah so it's gonna be a struggle so anyway Jesse thanks so much for coming on this has been first episode of Let's Talk good discussion on NFL we'll be talking sports NFL baseball all that good stuff so thanks again Jesse hope you're doing well and we'll see you back shortly thanks everyone.